And if you've got a really, can I say it? If you've got a shitty attitude on the phone, we're going to note that down. Mm. He was rude. He was non-compliant or he was disinterested, didn't even know what role he applied for. What role is this? Who are you? And it doesn't happen. And so, unfortunately, you are judged from that very first phone call. Welcome to the Beers with a Minor podcast. My name is Mad Mumsy and I've been driving the huge dump trucks in Australian open cup mines for over 10 years now. I wish I had a dollar for everyone who said to me, how does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? Oh, you must be rich. How do I get a job doing that? My mining friends are asked these questions all the time too. This is what started the Mad Mumsy journey to share stories and tips from living a mining lifestyle and to let others know what it's really like. Tune in each episode as I sit down for a relaxed chat, usually over a few beers with a fellow miner. Women and blokes with various experience, roles and opinions share their lessons and stories with you. Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? Now, let's dig in. Get it? Dig? Mining? I crack me up. Hello and welcome to episode 60, another happy hour chat, this time with Mel from Prospect Recruitment in New South Wales. Mel shares her honest account of what she's looking for when hiring and what the processes are. Resumes, interviews, engagement days and assessment centres, your social media profile, New South Wales versus Queensland. Listen in as we dissect a resume from a cleaner who is applying for newbie roles in the mining industry. What do recruiters who have thousands of resumes to look at watch out for? How do you stand out from the crowd so that you can pounce on your mining job? This is a fun and passionate discussion about all things recruitment with a lovely lady who cares deeply about those she's trying to help. The conversation gets a bit curly at times as we discuss women, age and much more. We met up when I travelled down to Sydney with a real miner. We went for the footy. He's a Hawthorne supporter, AFL and Storm in the NRL. So... Hawthorne were playing GWS, Greater Western Sydney, so that's why we booked it. And his daughter goes to university down there. So he said, do you want to come, Mad Mumsy? Ooh, all right. I'm always up for a holiday. So we went down for the weekend and then we found out, well, we knew this before we left, but GWS had that game in Canberra instead of in Sydney. So we ended up watching that game with wine on our bed in the motel room uh, in Sydney, and thank goodness we did because it was freaking snowing. The first time, apparently, officially, that it has snowed in an AFL game. I'm sure it snowed in, like, just Aussie rules games in the past, but this is in a proper AFL game. So that's why we went and I touched base with Mel, who we have been connecting online for a while now, and said, "Hey, what are you doing, girlfriend? Do you want to catch up? We'll have a we'll have a drinkies, and we'll talk all things recruitment." And that's what we did. And oh my god, it was awesome! So good, so good, so good. I have a new best friend, but more importantly, I 
managed to pick her brains and go deep within, deeper than I think she was thinking I would, and at times challenged her reasoning on some of the things. And um, we decided on some points to just keep talking and see if we could salvage something out of it or we'd ditch it. I'll tell you now, they all stayed because they were things that needed to be discussed. Her honesty and passion shines through. I hope that you too love Mel as much as I now do. And yes, it's a long episode, right? It's freaking two hours. We were actually together for six. So two hours was the interview and then we stayed and caught up after. And the real minor got a little bit sick of waiting <laughs> downstairs. So if you please stay tuned if you want to hear what the real minor sounds like and uh, I even say, I whisper, I'm like, I'm leaving this bit in because he comes in and he just has a chat to us and he's like, oh, I'm on the podcast. It's like, yeah, you are. And so, yeah, you are, real minor. He won't listen, so it doesn't matter. Okay, this is an honest, passionate account from a recruiter, Mel from Prospect Recruitment, and I hope that you're going to love it as much as we did. Now, let's dig in. Get it? Dig. Mining. I cracked me up. Oh, and we didn't do an intro. We just got stuck right in because I showed her the resume that I was going to show her and she started talking about it straight from the get-go. So that's where you come in. I ask her, can you see the resume? And two hours later, you'll know all about the do's and don'ts of recruitment. So can you see that? Yeah. Experienced individual. Experienced what though? Customer service. Mm. See, just between you and I now, that's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. If I was going to put something there, I would put more about why they want to get into mining, what it is that makes them a good, a good employee that a mining company would want. That could really be tweaked. Here, I would put what year it expires. And so what is that? Because people Standard can't see. Standard level. Oh, I'm telling you. Yeah. When I'm no, going through right. this, yep. if you're going to list your qualifications, you get standard eleven. Either put the date you obtained it or the date it expires. Oh, really? Oh, so that we God, can I've see never done that. I've got my standard eleven, man. But okay, I've, but that's great. I've got Thanks. resumes that people have not dated in three years. Or you must yeah. have an old resume. I've moved on since then. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cold water medical again. When was Date. it obtained? Yeah. And sometimes you can have a cold water medical, but they won't have the chest X-ray. So I want to know yeah, because that's section new. four. So yeah. I want to know cardboard plus section four, either the date it was obtained or the date it expires. But the section four is a cold. That's what I mean. But a cardboard medical it? sometimes doesn't have the chest X-ray. Yeah. See, for open cut, you didn't have to, but now you do. Exactly. Yeah. So they, if there's people who are still maybe pending their second review, like I had an application the other day and I had a look and it's like pending second review. I was like, that was twelve months ago. You should have your final review. Oh no, they don't have it yet because it's when they sent it to the US. Yeah. Right. But again, figure three aged care services, I would put that, because it's not related to mining, have another heading at the bottom, other qualifications. So I would keep this really standard to what you have. Driver's license, what class? 
Oh, right. So not just Queensland driver's licence. No. If you've got so, a C-class, if you've got an HR, for example, Queensland client, um, they want everyone to have an HR licence on their drills. Um, yeah. But so I would put C-class, HR, MC, because you want to make it very clear. I've got to scan through. And if they mm. really want someone, must have. It's like, I don't know. I'm going to skip to other that. they got a Queensland drive. From, yeah. I'm going to skip to other 800 because I'm sure I will find someone who spells it out. I don't have time to call. Can you tell me what um, what date your Cinder 11 expires? Can you tell me what date, what kind of licence you've got? So it's almost, and it sounds terrible, it's almost as though you have to dumb it down. You have to make it really, spoon feed us almost, which sounds yep, terrible. Yep. No, but that's but what we want to know. That's what we want to know. Impl- yeah, so make everything as clear so, as possible. Years, expiry, what yes, sort license of drive, what class. So never put your driver's license number in. No. But if you've got a heavy rigid um, or some kind of dump truck license, put the license in. So that was feedback I've got from someone who's in the mines hiring. What's the license number? What's that course name? Rather than just a... So like your I've RII got, number. Yes. yes. Not so the, some people, your driver's license personal no, number. No, because that's no. private information and... I personally don't like to give away that information. Mm. I even wouldn't put your address in there. Put the suburb. Mm. No one sends mail anymore. Put the suburb. And if you're in a remote little town, in brackets, Mackay. So people know, okay, it's near Mackay. I know where that is. Yeah, right. Like where I live. No one knows where mine is. I said the next town. Oh, yeah, kind of. Exactly, because there's no need, especially in days of all this technology, social media, and his posts about it all the time mm. is that I would definitely you want to keep it as much to yourself as possible even yep. when it comes down to referees right. I never put referees available bond request <gasps> really oh well we'll get to them at the yep, bottom sorry. okay no you're right you so that's fine so in this one we've got the lady's name mm-hmm. her full address which we would now suggest just making the suburb and yep. the state and the postcode, because mm-hmm. they can look it up. Mobile phone number yes. and email yeah. a must. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because they have to, to be out of contact. But so many times I've noticed that there's typos. The phone number's wrong. <laughs> because they've either got a new one, have not updated the resume, or there's a typo in the resume on the email address. Yeah, and the email And they send. bounce back. Yeah. And then you get people saying, why have I not heard anything? I've been trying to call you, but it's an old number. Oh, I'm really sorry. If they are really good quality candidates, I want them, I will go to their referees. Who can I contact to try and get in touch with this fellow or this woman? Because you want them, yeah. (laughs) I need to get in touch with them. Yeah. So the next bit that they've got here is professional overview. What were your suggestions on that? Um, More mining specific? Make it mining specific. Why? So either that section is either an overview or your career objectives. Mm. I personally, unless it's very good, I never read it. And if it's too long, oh no, you have time I, for that. No, I scan really quickly, and it needs to be very obvious, almost spoon feeding us. So, like bullet points, maybe or no? Um, it's kind of like a bit of a cover letter in the top. It is, isn't and it? it has to be very concise. It has to contain really important information. If you're applying for a mining role, make it mining related. Okay. So if you have to have two resumes, if you really want to get into mining, but in other sectors, have your regular resume. That's what I've got too. Yeah. Mm. But for mining, you want to make it mining specific. Why you want to get into mining? What can you offer the industry? 
So do you like this bit about I've demonstrated that I'm self-motivated, safe work ethic, attention detail, highly developed written and oral communication. I've proven to work effectively alone and as part of a team. Is that important to say that you're a team it player is, and in, that you can adapt and handle pressure well? Yes, and that's that's what we're looking for, but you, that also has to be backed up, which will come from interview and psychometric right, testing. Yeah. And if you're going through your assessment centres, it will... It will come through. It just gives a bit of a, a bird's eye view, very concentrated for just one day, but it does give a bit of a sense. Okay, yeah. All right, so going down, that's mm-hmm. the professional overview or a your career objective, career a bit of introduction, yeah. um, but it really has to hit hard. Otherwise, I usually skip over it. Right. Usually. So the next section they've got here is qualifications. Mm-hmm. So you said just put your uh, mining qualifications, if you've got any there, yes. like standard 11 Cobalt Medical and your licence. Yes, or any other tickets you have. So what I like to do under, or what I would like to see is under qualifications slash competencies slash tickets. Mm-hmm. So that you may have competence. You might come from a farming background or uh, civil works. You have a competency in driving a digger or a dozer. You might not be passed out on it because it's not a requirement, but you have competency. At least list it so we know that you've got experience. Yep. And then for anything else that's not mining related, if you've got a certificate for in personal fitness, put it down the bottom. It's irrelevant to mining. You don't want to list every single ticket qualification that you have. I wouldn't put it in that section. Right. But still good to have it there that shows that something you, else that you've done in your something life. Something else you've done, mm. something else that's of interest to you that you've invested in yourself, which is what I like to see. Yeah. But I would really keep that front page to that information. If you think about we're looking at a lot of resumes, we really need yeah. to get through. Yeah, which we'll get to about the numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so keep going down here. So we already spoke about your Stand 11, Cold Board Medical say the dates either obtained or what would you say when you got it or when it expires? I would do expiry date. Make it really clear. Standard 11 expires on because if you're applying for a lot of roles, before you know what time passes and your resume Mm. can be three months old, six months old. And I've seen them. I've seen cover letters addressed to a completely different company, but they've sent it to us. I did that once. I know. It just happens because you're just sending it out. Um, and some of your resume can get it out of date very quickly, which is why I also, also leave the referees off. They can outdate very quickly as well. Yeah. Uh, and your driver's licence. Do not put your driver's licence number. Because it's a privacy breach. People can obtain that. But put the expiry and the class. So if you've got a, an MC, HR, or even if it's just a C class, you need to note that down. So yeah, that we or you might... Sorry, you might be restricted. You might be P because if you're a P plater on a lot of sites, you're not allowed to drive a light vehicle. No, exactly. Yeah. So if you've got restrictions or you can write unrestricted C-class driver's licence. Yeah. Unrest- so if you have no restrictions, that's a good thing, unrestricted. Exactly. Yeah. And you might have a licence, but you might be suspended for three months. We need to know that. Hmm. You may want to hide that because it might prevent you from getting a job. Yes. Um, eventually people will find out anyway. Yeah. But like you won't get on site with no. a licence that's expired, which I nearly no. did once. I had a day left. Yep, like, oh, but I didn't even know. It happens all the time with the onboarding. It's like, sorry, your licence expired. Can you please give me a new one? Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Okay, so then we go into employment history. Yep. Now, the way it's set out with the headings, mm-hmm. is that clear enough? Like, So you've got your it date, what it was, and where it was. Yes. And then so, the duties. Yep. So it's very clear. What I do like to see, especially for mining, is the site they've been on. So January 19 to present, right, mine site cleaner with the company, which is great. I know what role you've been in and I know when, but I would really love to know if you're um, an operator in production, I really want to know what that experience is, what commodity. Is it iron ore or gold? Because in some instances, depending on the role, it's not transferable in coal. Mm. And vice versa. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, And then when you go into what you did, how specific do you have to be? Because I did one for my daughter and she was uh, not a barmaid. You don't call them that anymore. Uh, Bar attendant, I think. And the stuff that they have to do, and then do I put that on everyone? I've even put same as above or see above or something because Um, messy. if, If she's applying for another bar attendant role or a higher level, Yes, you want to include it so they know you've covered those duties. Mm. How that relates to mining, there's some things you could really leave out. Yeah. So what I liked, what I like to see is anything that could be transferable. It's made really clear. I don't want to see someone who's been in uh, customer service or a background in something completely irrelevant. Then they're applying and they've listed. Every single duty. Like cleaning glasses, wiping tables. Yes. it. And again, it's only from my perspective as to what I see and the bulk I need to get through mm. that it's not transferable, it's not anything relatable. So you want to keep that to a minimum. If you've had a mining job or something relevant maybe two years prior, you put as much information as you yep. can in that is going to be relatable. Mm. So would you pick out some of the uh, things like following procedures, stuff like that, like this one has? <clears throat> well, we can say what this example is as a, from mine site cleaner. So I have a lot of cleaners mm-hmm. who were trying to get in as dump truck operators. So um, cleaning of the mine site cribs, huts administration and using the methods following policies and procedures and responding in a timely manner and adhering to workplace health and safety. That kind of shows kind of does the so language anyway. It does, and they've got some experience of what the mine site is like. I would expand on that to try and include something that reflects their knowledge of what the mine site is like. Mm. In regards to the WHS policies, they're just words. To me, that doesn't display. They really understand what that means, the consequences of that. So you think about they're going into the, the crew, but they're just going to, you know, walk on in without any awareness of what's going on or what equipment or people are around. You, well, for yourself, you don't just jump in a truck and start driving, do you? No. No, you're looking around, you're checking every your truck, you're making sure everything's working. So ex inspect work areas yes yeah, so stuff like that it is, and it start it seems really silly but it's the, the stuff you don't think about mm. well of course i do that i just don't walk blindly into the crib with all the lights off and start fumbling around 
you are minimising risks, you're going to turn the lights on. And that's a very, very simple example. But really break it down, what does that mean in terms of you're down, and in this case, uh, perhaps underground, what is it that you're doing? What's your awareness like? You really want to present rather than just saying, I wear my PPE. That doesn't display to me. That's so generic. It does make sense. Oh. Yes, yes. But I, I understand where you're coming from, but I'm thinking how how my listener can actually put that into words on their <clears throat> resume other than say, um, I wear my PPE. Okay. Well, so you, you think about if you're going in, what is it? You are visually and you're completely unaware, but you're conducting a risk assessment. You know that I'm not going to walk into that dark red room. Mm. I'm going to turn the lights on. So you're eliminating a risk. So if you think about that on the micro level, what you're doing is you're you're conducting a risk assessment. Mm. You're eliminating a risk. So you can really you can put that in. Okay. So you know your your safety matrix, or one would hope that you do. Eliminate is always your first. Mm. point of call if you can't you reduce the hierarchy of control exactly and so you want to put controls in place so if you think about what you do day-to-day safety um that's what you want to do you're you're taking notice of your surroundings if you're going to walk into a crib room and there's stuff all over the floor there's mud everywhere because the bloody night shift people just slept and it rained and there's shit everywhere exactly which happens and you've got other people say you've got someone come running late i'm sorry come running they might slip Mm. so what it is you'll put your signs up so what you're doing Mm. you're putting controls in place you're making people aware so you're always going to stop we need to clean this up i'm going to let everybody else around me know that there's a problem you couldn't your supervisor, so you stop reporting, you're implementing your controls or you're eliminating. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just your thought process, which you wouldn't think about it, you just do it. It's putting it down on paper and same interview, we want that verbal confirmation. Yeah, and that was the sort of stuff because my listeners know mm-hmm. that I came from working in a pet shop to drive and dump truck and I went for an interview and they said, so... Where can you show where you have observed safety and have you ever changed a procedure because of something that happened? I'm like, oh, shit. Um, well, I used to have to clean the fish tanks and I'd get the ladder and I had to get up there and I had to have mops and buckets and, you know, I'd kind of zone off the area and everyone stay away from me and because I'm, I'm going to make a mess and I don't want people slipping over. And so it was that sort of stuff that I made... I, I got across in my interviews, things so like that. So you made that transferable, what you do. It's exactly the same. You're putting up controls. You're making people aware. Mm. You're, And it's not just your colleagues. It's anyone else. You know, you've got customers in the shop. So it's the same thing. It doesn't really matter what environment. So I've always worked in office. Power cords across the floor. Okay, they might be necessary because the printer's on that wall, the computer's here, they need to be there. Who designed that office? <laughs> That's government for Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and it is, okay, I can't eliminate that, but I am, I'm going to put tape down or tape will be an initial um, cover for that. We'll then go and order some of those proper cord covers. Yeah. So you're yeah. reducing that risk, you make people aware. Okay, everyone, there's a trip hazard here. Be careful, we're going to tape this down. There'll mm. be emails that go around the office. And that's a really simplified version of the thought process that we want you to think about when you're thinking about in your resume, 
what do you do day to day? Mm. So you really want to put the focus on safety because you've worked in an office. How does that relate to being in a dump truck? Yeah. The safety component, and it's how I feel and what I look for. And in terms of working for different clients, they might have all different requirements and things they're looking for, but that is the common denominator. That is common, yeah. 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 And even within that, which as they get further into the mining funnel, <laughs> they'll they'll learn it's things like, yeah, okay, so you put a bit of tape over it and then you get that. And then mm-hmm. what's the best scenario is, uh, what do they call it, engineering. So, And that's how you can show how you've changed a, something to make it, you know what, we got together and we changed the office around and now the printer's on the same side exactly. as the computers and we don't have to have a cord across. So they change things. So that's how in an interview you could get across exactly. that you don't mind speaking up um, oh, exactly. to get something changed. You've seen a hazard, you've reported it, and you've tried to come up with a solution as well and it got changed. Exactly. And they love that. Exactly. Or, well, do they? <laughs> you're well, the you're well, the one no, who needs to love do. it. It is, and it comes down to the behavioural interviewing style, which we'll get to later when it comes to interviews. Mm. It's you're given a situational task. What actions did you take? And it might be the engineering. It might simply be the tape yeah. that you're putting over the cords. And the result. The result was we've not had any trip hazards. Or mm. the result was it's gone to a whole redesign of the office. The printer is now on the same wall as the computer. Yeah. Or they've sent the cords instead of running across the floor. They've had to go up around the walls and down the ceiling. Yes, it might have been more expensive, but it's eliminated a risk. Yeah, and that's the sort of stuff. Yes. Gold. This is gold. I knew it would be gold. Okay, I've lost <laughs> my notes. Hang on. Have a drink. <laughs> We're going to um, – we've jumped ahead to this, and we will go back to the intro, which we haven't even done yet. But. We're going to go through. No, this is gold. This is what always happens. Remember I said we don't get to some bits and the last question is first. All right. But, right, so um, they're going into their different roles. Yes. That what they've I do, done. Like, if I can point out, yes. I like she's got her dates. So we want the month. Although this queries me, unless she's doing two jobs at a time, I want to see the month and the year to the month and the year because because two of them are present two of them are present and it might be that her resume is not updated or she's doing two jobs at a time and because they're totally different roles yes so this is march and january so either that's back to front yep. or maybe she does this when she's on break from being a mine site cleaner um see i'm gonna sit here and wonder and, I don't and so wonder. we want to spoon feed you i know we're yes we're yes. idiots aren't we <laughs> no <laughs> No, you're not. No, you've got you've got thousands of we resumes do. that you yes, have to I go through. I need the information quickly. Mm. Time. Otherwise, it's poor. It is sadly, and I know that mm-hmm. you'll beat yourself up about that. We've had pre-interview chat, and um, I know that it, it must be really challenging. How do you, you know? It, so you have to go be. through so many. And it is, and there's so many people I have to reject, and I don't know these people. I've not mm. met them. They could be perfect, but it, I'm judging a book by its cover. So let's get that book right the book and the cover. really, and the cover has to be right. Not as in cover letter. No, not to be honest, I don't read a cover letter. Some companies ask for Some a cover do, letter. Do you the read them? If the company you're working for has specifically asked for one? Uh, 
maybe if there's key words, but usually everything that I will want to know should be in the resume. I want to know what licenses you've had, what tickets, your experience, what mine site, how long you were there. It should be that kind of stuff should be the resume. Yeah. And for newbies, yes. Um, what have they taken on board themselves to go ahead? to try to get a foot in the door? Do you look for that sort of stuff? Like they've already got I, their Stand 11, they might have done do, a course I which will cover. I do want to see those who have invested in themselves and That's not the waited word. for. Oh, it seems terrible, but the handout. Mining has really changed since that downturn. It, it's not the same as they handed everything out to you. I want to see that people have invested in themselves i really want this opportunity i will better myself that doesn't mean having to go and get all the tickets that are relevant but mm. there's some standard there's standard things like that standard 11 my client particular for the bowen basin they want those who've got the standard 11 yeah a letter of offer will hold you up until you get that so mm. um and what else we got here all right we'll keep going down and so then we go so we're still only a year in. Yep. And a bit further. How far back do we go? Because my stepdad, he goes right back till since he left school. Oh. And he's nearly 60. No. And I said, come on, they don't care about that. And, you know, the funniest bit, the best bit, love you, Mad Baz, is he had that first so all of the mining bits, 25 years later, were Around. at the bottom. No, so a resume should always be most recent first yes. again because <clears throat> we recruiters, you need to be spoon-fed. Uh, we <laughs> want to see that first. But also, Baz, as a tip, while age discrimination is illegal, it is a dead giveaway. So if you've got your mm. schooling... And I'm afraid it does happen. They'll just it, and it's illegal. I've seen it happen though, that they can estimate mm, he might be too old for that. Yeah, let's because focus on. No, that's great. I <laughs> know. Oh, I think that's gold because they and a lot of places will say mature age. Yeah. Um, urge to apply, um, encouraged, and mm -hmm. uh, but nowadays you don't put your age anymore, do you? No. So Unless they specifically say mature age, I kind of tell my people in the course, I think, if they have specifically asked for mature age, t say how old you are. Mm. No, mad oh, mumsy, I'm getting a no. <laughs> like, in, like say if they said women and indigenous. But what, but what defines mature age? Isn't that just someone who is yes. a couple of years out of high school? Like junior as well. Someone asked me that. Junior, does that mean you just take junior pay rates or does that mean you junior are out of high school? Junior or junior in age? Yes. Good question. I know, right? Can we phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> we can. We can have a drink there. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. Only, um, yeah, I. while age discrimination is illegal and you can't, I would not put yourself in that position that someone can guess that. So if you're going to put, mm. and I have seen it happen in other companies who work for, and it's it's not recruitment, just people in the office, oh, we need a new so-and-so. I'll look at their date of birth. I'll look at their email address. They've got uh, 
Joe Bloggs, 63. Oh, so he was born in 63, too old for this. And they'll, so it's a dead giveaway. I wouldn't mm. put anybody in that position. I would not like to see it. They've got the high schooling um, HSC in their year. They can calculate it. Yeah. Seeing them do and, it. and so it is. Yeah. And it's a lot of stuff for you to go through that isn't, irre- isn't it, relevant. I know. And so even on Seekers, we're going through um, applications. You can have an option to hide names so you don't have a discrimination against someone who's probably got a name that's not Anglo. So you can look at just their skills. Yes, they're suitable rather than being influenced by how cool is that name? How how often does that actually happen, though? Do you think? I've never unticked that box. Yeah. What about discriminate? But for me, it's a person, isn't it? It's not a number. I'm not looking at. Oh, I really need the skills. So do I need to block their name? But the function is there because Mm. while that's Illegal and frowned upon. I still think it happens. Yeah. Same as. So, what other options on seek do you have? We're um, getting to talk to someone who's oh, behind the So, Well, another thing that's really important is to have a seek profile. Yes. Let's so talk you about upload your resume. Um, I think you can upload some of your job history, but the, the trick is if you're definitely looking for work, keep logging in and updating that because we can see your last login. Oh. And it will tell us, if you've logged in recently, you may be contactable, so you'll get a little orange star. So mm. if I'm looking for someone who might be a drill fitter, I will search for, because I might put in that up and not get any applications. Yep. So what I need to do is then take on a bit of a <clears throat> a search function in terms of recruitment that I need to go searching for someone, tap them on the shoulder, convince them, hey, can you leave your job and take on this one? Mm. Um, and so then we can access resumes. You get notified such and such from prospect recruitment has accessed your resume. And then I will look at that so you get a bit of a preview. If you choose, yes, that looks good. I can download that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have a look at that. And I will then give you a call. Hi, I've accessed your resume. Are you interested? I've got this opportunity. Here are the details. No, no, no. I'm really happy in my job, but thank you. Yeah. Other people, oh, yeah, I was, I was looking, but I've forgotten about that. Can you tell me more about the role? Yeah, right. So that's very handy to have. Seek profile. Seek okay. profile. And while we're talking about profiles, on your resume, do you suggest having a picture? Because for a while there, that was a bit of the rage. And um, I put my daughters on there, and then I ended up deciding no and took it off. It's a really, really curly one. <gasps> Mad Mumsy getting at the curly oh. questions. Your picture could make you be discriminated against. Yes. Just like, oh, look at Baz. How old is he? Just don't open yourself up to that. I wouldn't yeah. put a photo. And a photo would do that in so many ways. And it could, yes. Yeah. Because you don't know who is looking at the cultural background they've had, the cultural ideals they want for their company. I just would not open myself up to that. Okay, so no photo. Cool? No. Cool, even if you do look hot. (laughs) But that could put people off as well. It does. Because we had too much trouble with bloody women and they're all like, you know. Exactly. Well, as we've seen, mm. comments about women. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that. We can, we can, I would like to talk about that with you. Okay. If you don't mind. No, not a problem. Is because you have a Facebook group. Yes, I do. Uh, 
which Should is called yeah. Mining Jobs in the Bowen Basin, Queensland. Mining Jobs in the Bowen. As in QLD, Queensland. Yes. And the recruitment one as well? Oh, yes, and prospect recruitment. So yeah. we're a company that's based in Brisbane. Our recruitment, I guess, arm of that business is based in Maitland. So we specialise in New South mining, yep, yep. mining, heavy industry. We're also spreading out into some other sectors as well. Um, so we have our traditional recruitment and then our outsourcing function in which we act as an internal for a mining company. So, for example, if we've had uh, as a company we would act as an employee. So it's outsourcing that recruitment function. Because really, anyone who goes into HR, recruitment is the pit's end. (laughs) I was trying to get into that. You know that. Were you? Yeah. I I applied for a few few roles. So Mm. anyone who's gone through HR and their degrees, honestly, recruitment is way down on the ladder. It is the pits. It's tedious. So if you've got companies that have only got a very small HR team, they want to focus on the HR issues so they can outsource the recruitment function, which is your pre-screening, your interviews, medicals, reference checking. Oh, my God, I hate reference checking. <laughs> um, and, Why? And Why? Tell me. Talk to us about uh, reference checking. Really? So you have to ring them up and go, tell me about Joe. Oh, fuck no, I have to. Um, or how, have you had any bad? Yes, yes. Share a few with us. Really? I'm excited to hear this. Uh, okay, so I did have a bad... I'll just say, before you go ahead, <laughs> why I want to know why I think it's important because it shows who you choose for your references and why to keep them updated because yes. you might have had a falling out with old mate, supervisor, by now. Yes. Exactly. So when I am speaking to a candidate, hi, you've reached the next stage. We need to check your references. You've got these two people on your resume. Can I check they're updated? Yeah, yeah, sure, call them. And I will then call that referee. Oh, hi, I'm calling for a referee. Joe Bloggs has given your name. Oh, I remember Joe. I've not seen him in three years. I've not talked to him in three years. To me, that's a bad, bad sign. So, A, I want someone who's relevant, and if you're applying for a job, and normally you would hope that you know you're going for a reference stage, is you contact your referee. I've given your name as a mm, reference. That's what I said. So-and-so will be calling. This is the job I've applied for. It prepares the referee. Mm. But also, and it's all about me, but when I'm calling... I don't want to catch anybody by surprise. No one wants to give a reference check, so it's got to be as easy as possible. Yeah. Because I can't tell you how many times I've asked the question, um, okay, so what were his roles and res- responsibilities? What is it day-to-day that he conducted? Yeah, it was, he, yeah, it was a driller. <coughs> and so it is becomes spoon-feeding. It's like plucking hen's teeth. Okay, yeah. so... All right, well, as a driller, can you tell me what he did? Yeah, he worked the drills. <laughs> okay. Okay, so uh, what, what does that mean? So pretend that I have no idea what that means, and this is going to someone who do knows. We just want to make sure that they really know what they're doing. And so it, it becomes a real tug of war almost to get the information out, which is why I don't – yeah, it's on the bottom of my list of yeah. things I like to do. Well, and especially – if, you know, they 
didn't think they were the greatest worker and you know because what else do you ask not just what they did what else do you want to know no, so it's the questions usually around okay so it's background information what company did they work for how, how long did they work there were you a direct supervisor which is a key thing we don't mm. want personal references or referees no one wants to know what a character reference is like we want to speak to direct supervisors who have been recent please don't give me um old mate leading hand who you worked with eight years ago because mm. it's irrelevant people develop um while personalities don't change you do develop a change in your work culture and your work ethic and things can change personal circumstances can affect the way that you work so it's really got to be recent yeah okay so which is another reason you'd have to keep updating your resume with your referees which is why i just leave it off and after interview is when you can um, please provide with referees right before the interview process no after interview usually is it? Yeah. So, so I, th- I would have thought they'd check that before you get to interview process. Generally, it's after interview. Oh, okay. okay. So they've done really well. Now let's go to reference checking. Do so oh, you want to know about right. some bad ones? Yes. Okay. Oh, so, my God. I didn't know. Oh, so <laughs> we do occasionally. We get bad ones. And um, we generally don't tell the candidate at the time you've been rejected because of the, the reference check because <clears> we don't want to put that referee in it. All the time we ask them, are you well, having yeah, this no, information to be shared? And they're like, no, I'm being really candid and honest with you. Because if that uh, mining company comes back and says, you said he was a great worker, we've had these issues, these issues, it comes back to that referee. So they generally will be candid mm. and honest about it. Um, but a bad one I had, it was all bad. <laughs> it was all bad. In what way can not tell? Oh, he's These late. are the things and what not to do when you do finally get your job in the mines. Yeah. Not show up to work. <laughs> not call in to say that you're not coming to oh work. Oh, my God, really? Oh, yeah. So yeah. You just didn't show up. Yeah. Um, lazy. No work ethic. Rude. Antagonist. Like, no one got along with him. Oh, my God. Side. He just rubbed everyone the wrong way. You couldn't diffuse any uh, issues of conflict with him. He would get defensive. He rubbed everyone the wrong way. Safety incident after safety <gasps> incident. Um, it was just, it was all terrible. We had to go back to the client. And we we do, we get paid to deliver a candidate. We're not, maybe other people are different, but we just can't give you doesn't matter just tweak their for the numbers no yeah just to get paid he was he was terrible because it's going to come back and bite you well it does mm. and for us our reputation's everything exactly yeah and we did we just said look sorry one and that was the thing one reference was fantastic it was glowing and then the second one he just said look i'll have to tell you the truth i can't live myself if i don't so I wonder why old mate had him on there. So you don't put someone <coughs> like that on there. But he might have been oblivious. Oblib- and that's the thing. He's oblivious. He had Just no didn't even realise he's like that. And what that can come down to as well is at the time in that role, the manager has not managed him properly or has not articulated or communicated with him. These are my issues with you. You're going to receive a warning letter. Whatever that process may be that... This gentleman has gone unaware that there's been a problem. Mm. 
Wow, that's mm. gold. Yeah. So that kind of covered, well, this um, resume, which we've covered, the last mm. bit had referees. So what would you put under there? Please contact. Um, referees available upon request or if you are going to put them in there that's fine have their name their role and the company they worked with and their professional relationship so if they were your supervisor um we don't want to see colleagues we don't want to see peers we don't generally don't want to see a one-up because then we're going to ask the question why not giving us your direct supervisor if Mm. you've had a conflict it doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't put them on your referee list because they can give a very well-rounded reference. I very rarely will believe a glowing reference. Oh, he's perfect. There's nothing wrong with him. He's great. Oh, really? My my referees have always said, oh, mate, yep, yeah, I just told exactly, him how wonderful I, you are, but I like to think that's because I was wonderful. And you can be, but <laughs> I will always ask the question, where are areas for improvement? And I don't like to look at it as a negative. It's simply, mm. you've been their supervisor for quite a while, yeah, and it might be subconsciously, but what are some tasks that you would delegate to someone else other than to Mad Mumsy, because I know she's not quite comfortable doing that. Or someone else might do it better because they've got a bit more skills, so she could learn a bit more skills there. So I don't like to see it as a negative. Mm. So don't think because you might not get along with someone if it's a genuine issue. I would maybe explain that, and if that's the case, referees available upon request. Yeah. And don't worry about your personal ones like... Character references. That just doesn't happen anymore. Really? No, not because I've, I've never called a personal reference. If I've seen, so they might have a supervisor and then a personal reference or a character reference. I'll always call the candidate. Sorry, I need another supervisor. Mm, because personal reference is always going to say how great you are. Well, exactly. Yeah. So they're all right for for school leavers who might get someone of the community, and that's okay because they've got nothing else to base it on. Mm. If you've been in the workforce, there is no excuse not to have supervisors. Yeah. And it doesn't, like, I know you're, we're, we're talking about if you're already in the mines, but if you're not, say you're a cleaner, you, you could still have a supervisor, you cleaner. You still have people that you work for, that you report to. Whoever that is. Exactly. Mm. And they need to be direct supervisors because some of the questions that we ask will come down to um, how was, you know, their management, did you have any discipline issues that you need to discuss? And that is what a direct manager would do or a direct supervisor. Having someone, um, and I see it all the time, colleague, uh, fellow driller, fellow operator, they're usually your best buddies. Yeah, of course they are. So therefore it's it's biased. Mm. Um, And there's a reason they're not nominating their supervisor. So that could be one of the reasons people are putting the same resume out and not getting called back for year after year after year, sometimes if... no, you're making funny faces. No, maybe oh, not. Am I? No, I that's all right. No, I, I tend to make funny faces. That's good. Not just based on the referees. I don't know if that's what you're referring to. It wouldn't mm. be just based on referees. No. It'd be more than that. No. Yeah, which is something we're going to cover. Yeah. I'll just close off that resume then. So that's some golden feedback for that lady. Mm-hmm. I said she because that's the first one. Someone's and please, my darling listener, <laughs> don't send me your resume because don't, I'm don't not. Don't send me your resume either, please. <laughs> So, okay, Look, on that. really beautiful. Yeah. I just, I, just, I just can't. I just can't. But on that, because resumes is a big, massive thing that we're going to talk about, and it, I feel like we have 
have covered that. So what do you suggest about getting your resume tweaked? What do you know, uh, to do the things that we just shared? So you can either have someone do it for you, but if doing that, I would really, really articulate and spell out to them the tasks that you do because there will be an interpretation mm. as to what they will pick out. So it does need to be, you might have to put that bit more effort in really every single thing you do so they can tweak that. And you will then review it before it's finalised, of course. The other thing is you could just do some research, use some common sense. I do post a fair bit of uh, tips and advice and resumes in the group, and I do you try do. and do it in other groups, Yeah, about things that should be in a resume, where those important things should be, and then certainly things to leave out. Mm. Funny story. Oh, we love funny stories. I better have a drink. Funny I'll have a drink too. Funny story. Funny story. Back in my law days, we were looking for, might have just been another legal secretary, I I can't recall. But in their hobbies and interests was pole dancing. (laughs) And I don't know why it's coming to my head, but for some reason I know that she was doing topless waitressing. So I don't know if that was in one of her job descriptions or in an interest or something. So that's the kind of stuff you would leave out. Especially as a legal secretary? Yeah. Different if you were going for a pole dancing job. Exactly. Make your resume relevant. Specific. (laughs) to the. You might need four different sorts of resumes. Exactly. And that's what they do say. No, it's your cover letter, the changes, not your resume. But... I do believe if you're aiming for a particular industry, if you're coming from one industry, you've got a lot of customer service or hospitality, you want to branch out into something into into mining, but you want to keep your options open for staying hmm. down the path you've been in, have two different resumes. Yeah. Is oh, that's what I wanted to ask okay, you. Go in, on. Interests and hobbies, should we put them on there? Does that show We've talked earlier downstairs about the overall culture of the place that they are looking for. Um, you know, with my daughter, yes. I put on there that she likes to do four-wheel driving, motorbike riding and hanging out at the farm. And to me, that shows machinery operation and, you know, riding the ride on mower. So gonna, You've got to do a pre-start on that. You've got to fill it up. You, you know, they're the things that I've suggested in my course. So I'm going to ask, is your daughter a princess? Actually, that's her nickname, but she's not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a princess. That's gold. That's her name. Well, there you go. The reason I ask is if I am looking for a particular kind of person, it's a male-dominated industry, it is. So, for example, if I'm looking for a trainee driller, they can come from all sorts of background. Now, I've seen people who've worked at the Mac counter and their social media, which we'll come to, it's important, profiles are, well, depicted as a princess. How well does that culture fit in in a male-dominated, filthy, open-cut mind? In that case, I do look at what are their interests, what are their extracurricular activities what do they look like that's going to give me a sense of what kind of person they are and what they've been exposed to so if i'm looking for trainee drillers i do want to know they've been four-wheel driving camping they've worked in a bit of heavy industry say tire fitting or something they're used to that male dominated Mm. it seems a bit stereotypical it does because you don't know someone until you know them but on a surface level i would pick 
someone who's had that exposure to camping, mining, machinery, fishing, all those things over someone who likes handbags and Mac makeup and chopping. No, but that's terrible. No, but that's what we need. That's what we need to hear, though. So. But I, I have seen those. That's right. I have seen those sort of. Uh, it's good to have this conversation. I can. I can feel your guilt coming out. But um, I have seen those sort of people it, in as operators, and they can. They can do it. They can do but both. Different roles, different things. So I just wonder if we should put our hobbies and interests in there. It, it doesn't hurt, but it sh- certainly should not take priority. It should be right down the bottom of because your resume. Because this lady's, she hasn't even got it in there at all. There's no interest in hobbies. So you know nothing else about her. I know nothing else about her. So it probably so is it, good to have a little bit hurt. of something. It doesn't hurt. Especially it, for mining, any of those things you just said, camping, mowing the lawn. But I don't want people to, to lie either and pretend that there's somebody they're not. Right, well, I need to put yeah. this on my resume. It's, it's not, I feel so judgmental. Um, it feels awful. It's okay, talk say. through it. I mean, um, we can edit if it doesn't come out right in the end. I know, because I don't want people to think that they have to do that and pretend, because we want people to be who they are, and I don't want, I don't want people to have to rewrite resumes. Well, I'm going to say I do this even though I've got no idea. Exactly. So camping. that's the biggest thing. We want to be honest. camping is a five-star resort. Here we are at the Sheraton. This is my camping. It may, I just... But that doesn't mean you can... for that. That's right. That doesn't mean you can't be a driller. No. It, it, but, I can blend into any environment, but... Oh, my God. Since child, how do I dig myself out of this? <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I mean, if we can't, we can just delete the whole bit if you don't feel comfortable with no, it. No, I'm okay, but I just, um, it, it is judging a book by its cover and it's like that. Yeah, and when you're going through 800 things. Exactly. Yeah. And by then, if I'm going through that bulk, I'm not even getting down to interests. It was in a particular mm. point my yep, client true. said to me, we want female, we want more female presence on site and you can't advertise for female roles you can't it's illegal there's requirements for your indigenous indigenous women but in terms of general so rather than getting inundated with resumes trying to pick through quality i was going through facebook groups looking for people who had mentioned how do i get into the mines and i was handpicking i like what you're saying and if they were female, I was sending them a message, hi, are you interested in a role? And then, <gasps> wow. Yeah. So yeah. it does happen because mm. we can't advertise everything. We'd be in on da- I just don't. Well, you do. Time. Tens of thousands, they yeah. say. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and they only, I know, I think it's Workpack, sometimes they only open the window for 12 hours. Oh, they There's a role. But because yeah. I've found some yeah. and I go to share it. No, sorry, this is. I'm like, fuck, I only just put it out yesterday. I know. I know, and I'm a bit slow. Say, but. I know. And people were saying, oh, that link's expired. It's like, imagine how many they're getting. They, you know, there's only so much that we can do. Cut it off. We know we're going to get a lot. But <laughs> here's my point, right? For yeah. some of the labour hire contractors, shall we say, I know that they have. A thousand people who've already registered with them who are looking. Yep. So why put it out there? Just go to the ones that you've all that have already come to you and registered. Because and then they 
because I've had it with my kids, my daughter. She she did that and then applied for one and said, oh, we'll send it through. She said, well, you already got me. Why don't you ring me to say that there's this newbie role that was coming up? Um, they don't follow it up. I know. I'm trying. I'm, I did a little bit of time. I don't know if I should say the company. Don't say the, yeah, don't okay. say the company. So, at this one bank camp is uh, what we like to say. It was one labour hire and it wasn't mining. It was in um, a different industry. But they would just put ads up, and I don't know if it was out of laziness to search the database. Um, it's brand exposure. So you ah, putting an yeah. ad out, Look at us. it increases yeah. your brand exposure. That, um, yeah, that makes that's sense. also a reason. It can just be easy to sift through the new applications. Anyone who's in the database, they could be four, three months old. Hmm. Six years old. old, years old, to then have to go and contact them. Usually, anyone though, I'd imagine anyone who is quality, they would be flagged as good candidate. Yeah, and I do. If I come across someone that may not be suitable to one particular client or a particular site, might be very good for another. Mm. So I would flag him as a good one. So I know when a role came up, I'm going to old Fred. Yep. Old Fred. Old Fred. Old Fred. I like Fred. <laughs> does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's just really knowing why, no, I I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Just the excitement of it. Well, yeah. I guess there are people, like you say, that are currently keen and looking right now. Exactly. And it will does. What that does is capture those who are, I am actively looking for work. So those applications will come in. Rather than going through a database that might already have yeah. 4,000 people in it, and having to make contact with those, are you interested? No, no, I've got a job. And have they no, no, changed their job. phone no, number? And, exactly. And they're no longer contactable. Does that make right. sense? It does, totally, yeah. for me, because I've, I've always wondered about like that. I've already applied with you. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think we've covered what I've got here. So key points of the recruitment process for mining. So first step, <laughs> you see a job. And you have to apply. And you have to apply, so you send your resume. And that is your very first point of making an impression. I think people don't put enough weight on a resume. Right. And now but we will. But from my perspective where I'm looking at a lot of resumes and I need that information quickly, I really do. I want important information and relevant, and I want to know what kind of driver's license, as we mentioned, yeah. HR or C. Stint 11, and you call them, oh, yeah, I did that oh, maybe 11 years ago. <laughs> okay, so you don't have a Stint 11. So how long does it last, Stint 11? Stint 11 in Queensland. So this is a Queensland generic induction. It's not relevant for New South Wales. Right. Now, this is on our list. Let's it go is. there now. You want to go there now? Let's okay. go there now. You talk about it. I'm going to get a beer out the fridge. All right. Can you grab me one? Yeah. <laughs> so your standard 11 in Queensland is a standard generic Induction, so you can get one for surface or underground or a combination. So, anyone who's going to entry level, unless it is imminent that you have got a job lined up, I would not bother getting a standard 11 unless you're going to do the three day course. So, with the two day course, that is all your theory done at your uh, training assessor or at the company. Your third day in which you get signed off is what's done on site. So if you don't have a job or an cheers. employer to, cheers, to sign off on that third day, 
that standard 11, that two-day course you've done expires in, I don't know what it is, it's three or six months. I haven't looked it up in a while, so I don't recall. Yes, and that's a big thing because you have to get it signed off on site. Yes. So what that is, once you get to site, your supervisor there signs it off. So if you would like, and I do suggest, because I don't think there's anything wrong in investing in yourself, you want to prove to these mining companies who could pick anyone, they could pick anyone out of their 800 applicants, why not pick the ones who've invested in themselves? So if you've gone for your standard 11, get the three-day course because that is a full stent 11 which is valid for five years mm. okay yes it's a bit more money i've heard on the rumor mill that you can um there's some training providers that will allow you to pay it off because i know it can be expensive that three-day really? course yeah it was i about... have heard on the rumor mill so yeah. i'm yet to verify that after pay or something yeah or yes. installments or whatever it yeah. is but yeah. if you're gonna do standard 11 do the three-day course. That way you've got it for five years. You're not having to redo it after three or six months because you've not found a job and employed a sign-off mm, that's a That's a huge tip. Yeah. That is. I didn't realise that. Yeah. I knew... I knew that it would... It lasted, but you have... Because I have always only done the three-day one, but that you... It doesn't get officially signed off and finished until you go to a site. Yeah. Mm. Um... The other thing I like about the Standard 11 at, for newbies is that it gives you such an insight into what you are getting yourself into. Okay. All the tag out stuff. I, the one, one I went to was hilarious because there was a guy there. He was going onto a site to um, put the lino down in the office and he had to do his Standard 11 and his BMA induction. Hmm. And it's all about emergency procedures, multiple tag outs, all of these. Freaking, like, I said to him, oh, what are you doing? He goes, I'm going to go put the line over. I'm like, you're serious? He goes, this is bullshit. He said, but I'm seeing, I'm learning a lot about the industry because it's high walls. It, I mean, oh, my God, there's so much to it. Yeah. And so if nothing else, it'll give you a huge insight into what you're into and they will, in between breaks while the guy's doing his um, his paperwork or whatever or ordering everyone's lunch, yeah. he'll put up funny videos or scary videos of all the bad mining accidents and, you know, if you can hack, if you can get through that and all the out-of-service tags, tagging, oh, my God, out-of-service tag, information tag, which one? You know, danger yeah. tag, so many things. So I recommend it for that as well. Exactly. And as we said about investing yourself, you want mm. to know as much as you can. So if doing this gives you more insight so that, A, when you get to interview or get the opportunity to interview, you have more knowledge. Yes. And that's what it comes down mm. to, being aware and knowledge. So I'm going to mm. ask you a question. <gasps> oh, no. Mad Mumsy. Oh, my God. Do you feel that a lot of... Uh, entry level people wanting to get into the mines have a um, have that industry or that particular dump truck role on a pedestal. Is it what it's cut out to be? Well, they certainly have it on a pedestal and think that it's going to fix their whole life. Mm -hmm. But as if you've listened to the podcast before, you'd know that it can always beep. <laughs> I'm allowed to swear on this show. You can also fuck your life. <laughs> Oh, you haven't heard me swear yet, have you? I said shit earlier. I'm like, um, And if you can't handle that word, don't yeah. get in mining. There's one tip from Mad Mumsy. Uh, yes, people just see the money. 
that I think they also see the time off and the lifestyle, but they have no idea what goes around it, what can and does happen. Like we've had six deaths this year in or within uh, six months, 12 months. I'm lost. Yeah. Yes. Too many. Yep. In Queensland. And uh, in Queensland alone, that's just Queensland. So it's dangerous. You're away from your family. You've got the whole culture of the crew, and which can be very challenging for a lot of people. Like me, I'm a nice emotional, you know, little sister who got told to harden the fuck up for my whole mining career. Yeah. Um, some people slot right into that because they're already like that. And some of those women, especially women, have been the ones that have told me to harden up. Because <laughs> really? they, yeah, their personalities, oh, just fucking, uh. like I, episode five, mammumsy.com forward slash beers five, is one of my favourite episodes where I'm in my donger and I'd had a bad day with a dozer driver and it's called Emotions at Work. And I recorded and I, I mainly recorded it for myself and I didn't know if I was ever going to release it, but it ended up I liked it. It's one of my favourites. And the way that it unfolded, you know, and he's yelling, I ended up crying in my truck and this chick out at work, she's like, fucking just dump it anywhere. He's got a blade, he can push it. Whereas me, I wanted to get it in the right spot and I wasn't getting it right. And you're he said pleaser. on the two, I am, exactly. Yeah. And if you're a people pleaser, you will be challenged, which Karen in... Episode two and three, cleaner to dump truck operator. Yeah. She finally got there, lasted three months because she was challenged. She had lots of challenges, wanted to know everything from everyone and wasn't getting it. Well, she kind of was, but wasn't hacking the personalities and the just the way people are. And is that a cultural Does that answer cross- your question? It does. <laughs> is that across the board? Is that particular science? Is that... Um Depending if you're working with males, female, what it, what is it that makes it? Worse? Sometimes the females can be worse. You know, I'm, I'm competition, I'm competition, jealousy. You know, we are humans, boys and girls, and mm-hmm. boyfriends and girlfriends, and you know all of those things, especially yeah. with the young ones. Well, I've seen it with the old ones too, but um, it depends on the site. The biggest thing I think is to try, stay true to your values and who yeah. you are. I still try to stay me and be nice. I have got a lot tougher yeah. than I was. Don't take everything personally. Don't walk into the crib hut and everyone's laughing and you walk in and they stop and you instantly assume they're talking about you. I mean, it could have been about something totally inappropriate that you don't want to know. Well, here's a, you want to hear a story? Here's a funny tell, story. Tell right? me a story, tell me a story. Okay, here's one and then we'll go back to resumes and stuff. But the guys, because I've worked on mostly guys have always been on my crew, I've had a few girls. And girls come in, change the whole energy, but so can another guy yeah. change the whole energy. So it's a person that changes it. And you're like, oh, it was good when it was just us. But, and then sometimes that one leaves and everything's so much lighter and better, yeah. you know. So it's always evolving. But anyway, I forgot my story. I know. There we go. <laughs> so, you know, it's all about phones now. Right, so they're standing around and all the guys, they're showing each other some video and they're all going, oh, whoa, la, and I'm like, give us a look. Oh, no, no, you don't want to see this one, Mad Mumsy. I'm like, yeah, come on, I can t- I can see it. And it was a horrible, 
horrible thing. It was a sex thing with some animal thing, and I'm like, can never ever unsee it. And I've always remembered that, and I've shared it. I might have even shared it on here, but I know I've said to people, you know, and I said to them, right, okay, so I trust you. They were respecting me by saying, lovely Leanne, (laughs) which is how I get people to remember my name, Lovely, lovely Leanne. Do they sound like that to me? Oh, I say it to them. <laughs> they probably go, oh, loopy Leanne. In their head, I don't care. Yeah. Um, you don't need to see this. I should have listened. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's just one story. And it changes all the time and it depends who you are and how you go. It also depends on what's happening at home. Are you fatigued? Are you sick? You know, have you got other stuff going on in your life? And that was a big thing that I learned early on was, or later on, I suppose, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, the cranky dozer driver doesn't mean he's cranky at me. You know, he's got really bad stuff going on in his oh, life yeah. and he's just taken it out on everyone else. So, but I always took it personally and I'm just crying my eyes out in my truck and I'm like, I don't want to be here. You know, so. Yeah. They're the sort of things is why I do what I do. Now for a word from our sponsor, Julia Hartman and the Bantax Accounting Group. Julia's my awesome accountant. She's written two books with financial expert Noel Whitaker, and she's got a passion to help us miners make the most out of our hard-earned cash. She's got heaps of tips and make sure that we get every cent we are meant to get and is right on the ball with everything. If you head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners, that's B-A-N-T-A-C-S, you can download a free booklet all just for us miners. And there's also a spreadsheet in there that helps you check off what tools you have for your trade, like your isolation lock, work boots, seven shirts, all of these sorts of things, and you can weigh them up and it'll tell you if you qualify weight-wise to claim your trips out to work. And that's just one of the things that they've got over there. So I strongly urge you to head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners and see what they can do and find your nearest office as we come up to tax time they're really on the ball know what's going on with the tax department and there's heaps of other free information like property investing if you really plan on doing some great things with your money you want to do that right if you want to sell your house can save a lot of money if you find out what to do first rather than in hindsight and julia she'll you know make sure you get it right and if you do it wrong and then go and see her, she'll, she'll up you <laughs> in the nicest possible way because she really cares about us and wants us to keep our money and not give it to the tax department. Anyway, head over to bantax.com.au forward slash miners and tell them Mad Mumsy sent you. Something I would really want to touch on that I've never experienced... Yep. And that I've seen a bit in the social media lately is assessment centres and the engagement days. So I think we've probably touched on interviews. Is is there much you want to Um, say something about interviews first? No, interviews. um, Well, there's common sense things about interview. Just dress appropriately, eye contact, shake your hand. 
research. Okay, you're always going to get asked, what do you know about our company? Mm. What do you know about mining? Just make sure you can answer the questions. Otherwise, you just look as though you're not interested, really. That's it. And make sure, and they will usually ask all the time, do you have any questions for us? Make sure you've got always a, ask. Make it. sure you've got a question. Shows that you're interested, curious, genuine, and that you want to be there. Mm. That's, you know, interviews are fairly straightforward. So by dress appropriately, it, what do you recommend? For a mining, you don't need to dress in a suit. If Which, not, sorry, I'm going to... In- Put my hand up. I'll yes. interrupt. Uh, Sean from uh, not sure what episode fifty five maybe the no foot. I don't know yeah. the underground two under. I'll leave a link in the show notes, which can be found at okay. madmumsy.com forward slash biz sixty six o. Woohoo! A new milestone special. Um, and Sean wore a suit, suit a suit for his interview. What was his role though? Underground coal miner operator um he got the job but he'd come and they asked him why did you wear a suit to the interview and he said well i was told to wear what i would normally wear to an interview and he'd only been in the army and so he wore a suit and they thought well let's hire him and see what this guy can do and he was freaking awesome so that is it's not a misconception that you would dress how you would for an interview and the the point is to impress yeah, okay. it depends on the role. As and it, it does, yeah. it depends on the role. So if you're going for a manager's role, anything like that, yes, you would you would dress up for a miner's role just because you're working underground or because you're working in a CHPP plant or you're working anywhere that's going to be filthy doesn't mean <laughs> you have to dress for that role. So I have I've seen people who have either come straight from another job which is in breach of the fatigue policy if they are then have worked a night shift and then coming to an all-day assessment centre. Yeah. Honestly, for these assessment centres or engagement days or bulk recruitment days, whatever you want to call them, you don't need to wear a suit, but don't. But even an interview as well? In an interview, well, the interviews take place in the assessment centre, but if you're having a one-off interview, smart casual. Yeah. How I see it, it has to match the industry you're in. Okay, if you're going for a job as a lawyer and you feel yes, you'd wear a suit. Underground, no. You could go in, you know, nice jeans. Make sure you're well presented, really. And that's clean. all it is. Yeah. Clean, well presented, because what you're showing is that you respect yourself. If you respect yourself, you respect others, mm. and therefore the company yeah. you're going to be representing. Most interviews I've been to and that I've seen, jeans. Yep. Covered shoes, yes, like sneakers or something, and a nice polo t-shirt yep. or a collared um, shirt with buttons. Yeah, yeah. It's honestly that's all that's needed. Some people go in high vis. Yes, if they've come from another site, so mm. we do have people who might be contractors on site, and they might have the opportunity to get a shirt. Yeah, so they come to the interview. I've just finished shift, and they don't mind. That's not a yeah. problem. And sometimes I've been to interviews where you find out that day if you go to the next level and then you have to go to site and go on the simulator or something. So they wanted you in high vis and steel cap boots for the interview, which is that was a first. And that might be a requirement. And so some of the site visits that we do have, all their interviews were taking place on site and they would give a tour. So they need a PPE. And if you didn't have it, they would provide it for you. Mm. But... You know, you're going into mine site, you would have that common knowledge, right? I'm not going to rock up in thongs and a mini skirt or, you know, mm. my board shorts. And in theory, you should know before you get there that that's what's going to happen. 
Yes. You would hope so. You would hope you so. You would hope that yes. someone has gone to the effort to tell you what's going to be involved. You're also going to have a site tour. Your recruitment officer. Like yes. you. Yes. yes. Uh, anything else you want to say about interviews? No. That's it. No? That's no. it? Yeah. Um, you can find out more in my online course as well, Pounce, because that um, I cover interviews in there a bit like, Make sure you take a pen. See, I wrote down. I write down my questions, yep. and then when at the end, I know my last interview. At the end, they said, "Do you have any questions for me?" And I went, "It actually seems like you've answered them all. Thank you." Exactly. So and I pen- had questions yes. prepared. Yeah. But they did answer them, and I think I, wing- I wangled one other that I yep. made up on the spot. Yep, exactly, mm. and that can come from either research you've done before your your interview or there's anything that's come out in the interview they've spoken about, you can take a note, oh, what does that mean or what yeah. will that? You can take that note and it might get answered, it may not. Yeah. It's clarification. If you mishear a question or you're not sure, oh, ask, ask again. Don't. <gasps> don't be afraid. But the thing is and have a drink it, if you're not sure. Give your time a yeah, bit of just your get, brain. <laughs> um, but the other thing is they're not just interviewing you for a job. It's also you. This is your, your, yes. your family might be relying on this income or this job. You're also trying to find out, is this going to be the right comfort company for me? Is this going to be the right site or the right cultural environment? So you're more than entitled hey, can I, what's the culture like here or what's your management style or can you please tell me what is it that you like about working here? What is it that you're not enjoying? Because it's, like I said, it's not just them interviewing you. It's really important that you are working for the right company because if you're not, mm. you're going to leave and then everyone's at a disadvantage. Yeah, which I know a lot of my listeners right now will be thinking, yeah, that's all well and good. If you are already in the industry and you're looking perhaps to change roles or something. But if if this could be your first crank at it... Then I imagine just, they would take whatever they can get, Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you but are, it's good to have those thoughts before you go in. At least listen exactly. to Mel on that yeah. point. And if you yeah. are... Going it might to not job, feel right. You know, and if it, it doesn't feel right, and if you're prepared to go through it anyway, stick it out as long as you can so that you can at least put it on your resume that you were there. So that if you do apply for another role, you've got some foundation of working in mining to mm. start with. Well, that's what happened to me. I was down here, did nine months, heard that they were screaming out for truck drivers in Queensland. Yeah. So I left, went back to the summer because, yeah. oh, my God, I froze. I got pneumonia in February and everything. Orange, it's colder than Canberra. It is, it is cold. It's ridiculous. You know, and you get out of your truck at three in the morning oh. to go and fuel it up. I'm like, what? Um, so I went back home up where the kids were as well yeah. and um, I couldn't get a job. Because I only had nine months and they wanted 12 back then because it was in the boom. Right. So they either wanted clean skin or. Well, there weren't even experience. too many clean skins no. back then. But that was because it was right in the boom, 2003 yeah. kind of time. So, yeah. Moving on. Yes. Please do share with us these <laughs> behind the dark scenes of assessment centres oh. and engagement days for me, if nothing else, because I don't know. All right. So. I'll explain it. So if you're taking on... I'll just interrupt for a sec. How do you know about them? How are you involved with assessment centres and engagement days? Okay, so what prospect recruitment do, as I mentioned earlier, we've got a very traditional recruitment. The other side of um, the business is workforce outsourcing. 
So if you've got a company, if they're going to put an ad up for a, for a trainee role, so they're going to put a traineeship on that they might want 50 people to come in, they're going to advertise that. Can you imagine how many applications that would get? Mm, thousands. They go in-house, don't they, mostly? Okay. So they've got their HR team. They might have a few recruitment offices. That is a massive workload for such a small amount of time. Mm. So rather than putting on staff, and as I mentioned earlier, recruitment is the pit's end. <laughs> Pun intended. Like a, like a dump truck operator. <laughs> Shit falls downhill and we're at the bottom. <laughs> you know okay, so it's a pit end of an HR function. Okay, mm. so HR people, they want to do HR. It's the higher end. It's got the more stature. So okay. what is it? What, can you share that? HR, human so human resources. resources. So they're looking after uh, disciplinary action, resignations. So human resources issues, performance management. So recruitment really, it really is a pit's end. It's it's nothing compared to that nitty gritty of and usually HR specialists. And in that, they've gone to university or they've done mm. you know diplomas. That's the juicy bit. Recruitment is tedious. <laughs> Repetitive. Repetitive. Did you say something in one of the things you have to do, you have to put someone's name in seven times? Oh, that's in the onboarding process. So it differs with every client in terms mm. of different systems of putting them to the payroll system, putting them into induction system. Inductions, Putting I them into imagine. all the information to the safety or medical system. And the camp. Accommodation, yes. flights, so there's, there's buses. so many different factors. HR, so how people see it, recruitment and HR are the same thing. Mm, but where, I did, till now. Well, well, exactly. <laughs> so HR, they really deal with your fair work type issues, resignations, terminations, performance management, you know, high-level payroll issues, etc. Whereas recruitment is, we need to find a body to sit in that seat or to do that, get them onboarded, and then they get mm. into that section. You make it happen. Yeah. Yes. So what some companies do, they don't have the resources to manage all of that or have an intensive program, right, we're going to do a traineeship. We need 50 applicants. We're going through the six-month course. We are going to get inundated with mm. thousands of applications. We don't want to have to put on more staff. Yep. Okay? So let's outsource that function. So that's where prospect recruitment will... We specialise in facilitating, so we're not decision makers. I want to make that really clear to candidates. There's no point um, impressing <laughs> No us. point buying you a carton of beer to get No, exactly. Me, we Mel. simply simply facilitate. It's taking a workload off in this short, intensive time from people who want to focus on HR. So we facilitate the process. And it could be, it could start from the basics of we receive all the applications to are maybe receiving a short list from the client. They would have picked through who they want. Okay, so we'll start with the phone screen, which is you have to think about it as a mini interview. If mm. we start calling you, it's the start of our process, we start judging you. Unfortunately, we do. Yeah. And if you've got a really, can I say it? If you've got a shitty attitude on the phone, we're going to note that down. Mm. He was rude. He was non-compliant or he whatever, was disinterested, didn't even know what role he applied for. <laughs> they are. They're applying for a lot. What yeah. role is this? Who are you? And it doesn't yeah. happen. And so, unfortunately, you are judged from that very first phone call. Okay, so we make that shortlist. We'll present it to the client. That client will say, all right, mm, taking on 
board your advice that here was a no or maybe, they will then give us a list of people they want to invite to assessment centre. So what there is is a bulk recruitment day. Yeah. Have a drink. Mm. Cheers. This is gold. Gold is dripping it? from the ceiling right here. This is awesome. Oh. No, it's good. That's why you're here to talk. Don't, okay. Don't worry right, about right, talking right. too much. All right. So we'll get the shortlist back. We will then go through and invite people to an assessment day, a bulk recruitment day or an engagement day. So what this is, you might have, say, out of the 1,000 applicants, you've got 400 are shortlisted. There might be 50 positions. But how do they decide who to bring on? So rather than doing spreading interviews out every half hour over the course of two weeks, do it in bulk. So that's mm. where we come in. We have our company psychologist, so we've got Diana. We issue our psychometrics. So you come in on the assessment day, everyone sits down pen to paper and does their psychometric testing, which you don't need to be afraid of. There's no right or wrong answers. It is what you think about yourself, how you see yourself, in which can be a cultural fit into the company. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a team player or do you see yourself as someone who likes to work on their own? Um, and the questions will be repeated in different ways. Mm. So you, your best approach to that is answer naturally. It is about yourself. Exactly, and that's what I've shared in my course and I've spoken <clears throat> about with the Hard Hat Mentor, my sister, on yep. the podcast episodes. And I shared a link in the show notes of that one, which I'll leave in the show notes for this, and, and it's inside the course as well, where you can go and do practice uh, oh. psychometric, what's the psychometric. Word? psychometric testing yeah. and um, that's what my sister said they don't want everyone to be leaders they no. they need because there's you know there's so many different variations of of that yeah. um, there's the e-colors and there's all these things yeah and they need a bit of everyone. We do. We need yes. a diverse. You so need someone who's going to speak up, but you need others who are just going to do as they're told. You need others you that do, are leaders. You do because you'll have the leaders will guide the ones who mm. will just follow. You'll have people who will follow, but they're not Until... going to just be blind sheep. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll do whatever you want, even though that's unsafe, but I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and do what I'm told. You've got your leaders, you've got your sheep, and then in between you've got people who've got that common sense of not a problem. I can do what you say. May I just check with you that this is right because previous experiences this way, which, oh, sorry, I'm having a bad day, you're right. Mm. Or, no, circumstances have changed. We are doing this way because. So you want people to question, you want people to lead, and you just need your soldiers. Mm. Mm. That's right. So... When it comes to all of those sort of tests, be just yourself. Be yourself. Because, because if you're pretending to be someone else, that person might not be the one they're actually looking for at exactly. the moment. Exactly. And mm. our psychologist, and what she does when she's going through the answers, she can see that there's an inconsistency. So there's no way to cheat. Just be yourself. It's the easiest yeah. way. Just be yourself. So you've got your psychometric testing. At times, you might have your safety analysis as well. So um, how I've presented these before, down in Mudgee, there's a, a PowerPoint on screen with 115 safety questions. And it is, it's down to how you think, what is the safest option? Or what is the riskiest thing? How do you feel about things? 
So at the end of the day, when we have our feedback session with a client or the candidate's gone home, we go through the results that come through from the psychologist. And most of it is how you think about yourself, how you may integrate into a team or what qualities you have, what do you lack. The client then decides how that will fit. So you can't, mm. you can't fake that. You really do need to be yourself. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You just need to be genuine. Mm. So is that where they do all the weird stuff, like you were saying about building a tent and that? Oh, yes. So I give away a trade secret. No, so maybe building... not a tent. Maybe it was a... something else. Okay, so there's all... However different... you want to share this in a way that you think you can get away yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the purpose of the activities we have, so you will have your psychometric testing, so we get that out of the way, start of the day, you need to use your brain to think about some of these things. That's done. You might then go into your group activities now the purpose of the group activities is to lower your your barriers lower your guard you will relax a bit you get to mingle more with your um your groups you might be in groups of maybe five or six okay it's about teamwork how you're interacting in a team so what we are looking for because we might offer some important as very rare that us as prospect recruitment would offer any information or feedback session it's the clients talking amongst themselves the staff based on team so you're facilitating the whole thing organizing that's all we do we are not decision makers at times if there's something that's been missed or something we've really observed we'll say oh we observe this but Mm. it's so rare simply facilitators so Uh, we just sit there, I take notes so we can provide it back in a PowerPoint later at the end of the day. They've got the psychologists on the phone to explain results. So the purpose of the activities is to let your guard down. Because if you're, for example, underground, okay, you're working underground, so recent experience, an underground trainee role, okay? So the activities that we choose is to demonstrate qualities that may be needed or are pivotal in an underground role. So, for example, constructing a, okay, I'll say a tent, okay? All right. You don't have to give away all the secrets of it. Oh, well, I'll just give away one secret. Constructing <laughs> a tent, okay? I, I won't give all the way. And I will I will say, people talk amongst themselves oh, and exactly. stuff. Anyway. So there's probably not that much of a secret. Sorry. Exactly. No, <laughs> I know people talk. Yes, so yeah. I can imagine things have been said at me after oh. the assessment. Oh, my God, that bitch. No. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, and so the point of that is you let your guard down. You're presented with a problem that you need to solve. So what happens with your guard down is you start focusing on the problem you need to solve. Really solving the problem is 20%. What we want to know is how you interact with the team. But more importantly, how they interact to you. So you might be, you might think that you're a leader, so you will take control. Can you do this? Can you do that? Yep, spin that around, do that. And everyone is all different personality types and there's there's no right and wrong. I have to stress that there's no right or wrong. But if you're a personality that people are not going to react to, who will? Hmm, she's given me the finger. <laughs> So that you know, no, but, but you know what I But mean, if you're that sort of person, is like an asshole, I don't basically. Is that you. who you mean? Like, yes, you're an asshole. Oh, I don't want to do what I you're do, telling me to do. Do you want people to know that I did that? <laughs> but, but in terms of, and not, uh, well, you, you were being too nice because you didn't want to say the words. 
But you know what, what I mean? You, yes. It's, it's um, a lack of respect for someone as a leader who might be an alpha. They might have leadership qualities and they think they have it. But if the rest of the team is not going to respect you as a leader, mm-hmm. you're going to have problems. Yeah. So what we're watching out for is how do other people's react to you, not even just as a leader, just as a fellow member of the team. You are lazy. I don't want to work with you. So they might be ostracized from the team. Mm. Okay, so these are all things that are on display. So as you know, underground, it is dark. It's disgusting down there. I don't know how anyone works underground. No, they're real miners, right? Real miners. <laughs> yep. Real you got miners. to meet the real miner. I Not many people the, have. I've met the real miner. Ooh. Yes, I have. But it's <laughs> the environment is really unpleasant. And you can't always verbally communicate. So Mm. as part of some of these tasks, it is you're focused on the job. How am I going to get the job done? And we might disable some of those communication techniques. For example, you might have to do things blindfolded. You might have to do things where you're not allowed to communicate verbally. Mm. You might have to have your hands tied. Whatever it is, so you have to think about otherwise, how else can I communicate? Because you're underground. Yes, you will just do it. Go back. I'm shaking my hand around and pointing yeah. backwards because that is communication. You might not be able to yell because he can't hear you over noisy machinery. Yeah. So that's the point of these activities. You want to see how else, when your guard is down, mm. because your truer self comes out how you communicate, how your interactions are with others. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. It's done with intention. It's not just silly little games. It's it basically is how cohesive your team is, how you can work, how people will react. And they would all be designed by psychologists and stuff, I would think. Um, As w- no, the working in conjunction test, the with... It can go in conjunction I mean, you can Google. Honestly, we were trying to find more activities for an assessment centre. You can find them on Google. There's all different things. The outcomes can be different. So some of them will be chosen on, right, what's the role? What is the pivotal point? Or what is that crucial element of that role, say, underground communication? Right, something we can test their communication skills on. Okay, yeah. So it's an overall sort of thing. Yeah, where there's other things. It's like it's really problem solving. Who can come up with suggestions Safety, though, is something I really want to mention mm-hmm. because you can get so focused on what you're doing. We also want to know that safety is embedded in your psyche. Does that make sense? It's mm. not just putting on your resume, yep, I know to wear my PPE. They're just words. What, what we want to know is that it really means something to you. So everything you do, you don't jump in the car and start driving, reverse out your driveway. You look in your rear vision mirrors to make sure there's no obstacles or, or children. So you have to think about that all the time. It's constant when you're driving a car. It relates to your mining. Mm. So don't think because you're having a great time building a tent that people can swing around tent pegs. You're blindfolded. You can walk around wherever. Hey, mate, watch out. Can you stop walking? You're about to hit something. Yeah. Okay, so there is intent behind it. Mm. It's not all a tell-all. Okay, it's not all green flag, red flag. It's over the whole day. It's a combination of the whole thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it, and it gives a good insight into it. And I know you're talking a lot about underground, but from what I can hear, I've... Oh, it's relatable to but, yeah, anything. Yeah, surface 
as well. Yep, that was just an example so I could really display the the dark conditions that you can't. Yes. And the loud machinery. Yes, on you know you've got your two ways, Mm. but I'm sure you do as you're in your on site. You've got visual cues, visual signals. Yeah, yeah. Give me an example of something. Um, Well, here's an example of one that I've seen confused. Right. So stop. Yep. Right. So you're in the truck and you you can't see and you've got the um, someone spotting you in. Yeah. And they st- they have to stand a fair way out so you can see them because you can't see right in front. No. So of you're course. watching them and they're saying they got the hand come 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 to yep. me come to me mm-hmm. and then they go stop and I've seen it. It might even be in the stand eleven. So and it's a video and it's like this. It's like, come, stop, stop come, come stop, stop, come, stop. And I was confused in that well, because... I'm confused. To me, exactly. Okay. So is that stop? So if, if I go like this, would that mean stop or does that mean come? Come, slowly, come, stop, come. come. Yeah. Does that mean creep forward, creep forward, creep exactly. forward? Exactly. So therefore, there's a grey area. It is a grey uh, area. Am I and stopping that, or am I going? And that become, that comes down to... That is that's not a process that that comes down to interpretation of a person. Yeah. What does that? I'm going to interpret that as unless it's defined that signal means. Mm. I think that's open. What does it mean? Well, Tell me. and well, and what it was was just that person, like two hands up uh, in the air with your hands facing forward. Stop. Right. Yeah. Like if someone did that to you, would that yeah, mean that's stop? A definite stop. Yeah. Or like this, waving your hands together, stop. Um, Little fingers is a little bit, little bit, little bit. So she's got her thumb and index fingers tapping them together. Yeah, that's a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. I've done that when I was driving the loader and I had to go into this freaking shutdown area because we just happened to burn down a deer and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. And I had to go in on the loader and there were blokes, all blokes, Mm -hmm. 60 blokes, easy, in there. And there's bits of crap laying everywhere and the shell of a digger and they wanted me to go in here in this loader which was too big to go in that area in my view and I had to go in and with my bucket push the tracks a little bit little bit little bit <laughs> just to relieve <laughs> see that to me <laughs> is the <laughs> world's smallest violin exactly rolling small balls <laughs> so a little bit little bit little bit and then um just push the track to release it off the rollers yeah. and then they can flop it off and do whatever they had to do. Yeah. Anyway, so I was doing that and I said to him, man, I'm not going to get in the angle that I had to with this big gooby loader articulating and behind me was the shell of the broken um, burnt digger and in front of me were the tracks and I had to come in and kind of magically pick myself up in the air and turn myself sideways in between the two. And, I'm, and I was learning but in a, a loader. You can do anything. But it wasn't that. But no, but I should have been. I should have known how to do it, but I was learning and I absolutely shoot myself. I'm going to go in here and I don't want to hit anything. Anyway, old mate spotting me, his digger, fitter, supervisor, he was. Oh, you should name him Shane. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then he's spotting me back. Yeah. So that I could go back, so that I could then, because I had to do about like a 20-point, no, I'm not shitting you, I had to do like a 20-point little wiggling yeah. to get to the point that he needed me to be. Because when he first sees it, like, go there, I'm like, yeah, pfft, 
<laughs> yeah, right, mate. No, yeah, yeah. I'll go that side. No, we need you here. Oh. Oh, and I, you know, and that's when I go the stop thing. Yeah. Put me bucket down and open the door. Like, so what am I doing? <laughs> so that's my point. If you yeah. don't know if it's stop or go, just freaking stop. Don't go exactly. for a start. And right. That comes to your safety. Stop and ask. Clarify. You're not sure. Exactly. Yeah. Stop. Don't just do the wrong thing. Yeah. So I stopped. And that might come up in your assessment centre. Someone's doing weird hand signals and you just go, oh, okay, and go and I'm do it. Assume but it could be. You mean that. Yeah, but rather assume stop than go. Anyway, so he's spotting me back and I hit the freaking digger. And I'm like, I just. And there's guys standing up there looking over because they're yeah, just watching okay. this girl in there doing it. And he made me hit the digger. It was a bit of a love tap, you know, nothing. Mm. And I'm like, you made me, because someone come over and asked him something. So he got sidetracked. He's spotting me in. I know, I'm like, oh, I fucking lost my shit. Like, in on the inside. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I just hit it. He goes, it's all right, it's fucked anyway. Because, <laughs> you know, it's burnt. <laughs> and, they're pull, and they're pulling it to pieces, so it really didn't matter. It didn't matter. But I'm like, no, mate. You're like, oh. And so I worked with him for quite a few years after that, water carts and stuff, and and the lighter, and um, he'd spot me, and I'm like, right, can I trust you? He goes, yes, you know, it was our little so thing after that. you got used that. to yeah. signals. Yeah, I got used to not trusting him and watching myself. Like, if I wasn't sure. But as a newbie, you wouldn't know that, would yeah, you? Yeah, well, I was newbie, I was an oldie on a newbie machine. So okay. I'd been in mining right. for a long time, but I was new on the loader, and. New to his signals? Uh, new to his signals, because I don't think I'd even know. I might have had them on the water cart then. But in the water cart, you know, that was just to come up close to the machine to, yeah, so they could sure. wash it or whatever. Yeah. And I could see I'm going to hit, I'm going to stop. But this was, fuck, yeah, I haven't thought about that for a while. Mm. That was horrible. So, and I was embarrassed. What well, is good, special when you've got everyone watching a men to edit this. Oh, no, oh, look at this. Too. No, don't edit it because it was true. I felt judged. I felt, exactly. and I took it on board that it was because I was a woman. If they would have done the same, I now know. And that's what I think. If it was a bloke, it would have been the same. It is. It's a hindrance to women who might want to get into mining. I can't tell you how many assessment centers I've been to. Um, some in with, so they're rail, but in general, mm. male dominated areas. There's very few women, and when they are there, they're it's obviously intimidated. They might mm. try not to show it, but they are. Yeah. So if you imagine on a mine site and you've got men watching you, yeah, can imagine, it's they're waiting for you to fail. And this and is it's, it's almost setting yeah. up for failure. And then as for anyone, if you've got someone on you like that, it is. It makes it you is. It, it can get to you, but it also makes you really proud when you end up. You yeah, you do it. You rock yeah. it. Oh yeah, I'm going in there. Yep, I can get in there. You know, like which is yeah. how I ended up. Kind of, yeah. I like to think. Yeah. So mm, yeah, geez. but uh, so the reason we brought that up was because we were talking about the assessment centres and signalling and stop yeah, and so go. That's and so that's the overall thing of what they're looking at. And yeah, there so are a couple of situations where that could actually happen, yes. not just pretending to build a tent blindfolded. No, and this is just simply superficial. On a very superficial level, what's your awareness of safety like? Yeah. How do you, because in those environments, you can see, right, they are a clear leader. And it could simply be they could see the rest of the group found, you know, just fumbling. Mm. All right, I'm just going to step up. They might not be a natural leader, but Someone's I can see something. someone who's struggling. We're all struggling. 
right, God, we've got to nail this, someone might step up. And it's not necessarily all about how well you do this or how well you do that. It's an overall. He's a really good team player. He'll step up when he needs to be, but he can also just get in and do what he needs mm. to. And listen, listening and skills listen. would have to be a big one, would it? Oh, I would it think. is. Because yeah. I can't a comprehending. So, it is, because mm. when we're giving um, instructions on an activity... If you zone out, you're fucked, aren't you? Because yeah. you need to take shit in. And so like at do? a pre-start meeting, for instance. Exactly. The That's amount what? of people at... Sorry, I'll just say this. No, go. The amount of people at a pre-start, and, we, and they've said, we're going here, we're going there, we're doing this, we're doing that, getting the light vehicle, and they're driving down to, where are you going, mate? Okay. What are we doing today? And I, well, well, they just told us at the pre-start, this ramp's shut. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I didn't hear that. Like, they're going, I don't listen to fucking pre-starts, you know? Yeah. Because you zone out. Five o'clock in the morning, half asleep, only had one coffee. But it shows at an assessment centre that you could be one of those people, people that are not going to listen at the pre-start. That, that yeah. You don't consider that to be something important. Mm. So, um, you know, and that is when we give the instructions on an activity, it'll be, no, we'll outline it. We cannot answer any questions. We'll repeat the instructions as many times as you need, but we cannot answer questions. So no clarifying. No. No. Because the instructions are very clear. Mm. They are clear. Some things you have to listen carefully to the interpretation. Mm. Um, But it is, it's generally, we will not ask, answer any questions, but you can ask as many times as you like. And there will be people, can you repeat it? And they will repeat it back to us, or they'll repeat because that's how. They and that's learn. a good thing to do. Too. It is, mm-hmm. and it is. It's a verbal confirmation. I understand, and I find I do it a lot. I will repeat because I want the verbal confirmation that what I've understood to mm. be correct. Repeat is, it back. Yeah, yeah that's what um, And so people will do that, and there's other people who will just forget all the rules, and they'll open their eyes and they'll use their hands and they'll start talking. It's like. Can we all remember the rules? Um, eyes closed and hand behind your back. And they're just not even hearing because they're so focused and that's where some problems can come from, that your focus is too narrow. Does that make sense? Mm. And I think that's awesome for my listeners to who are wondering, like once you do get to that assessment engagement level, yep. is that's one of the biggest things is really listen to when they tell you what the activities are going to yep. be. And really try and comprehend and take it in because the people that are watching you will notice that you did take it in and, and that it, if you didn't know, yep. you put your hand up to ask again to find exactly. out. And that if you've not followed instructions because they do, like everyone, you focus on the negative. He didn't follow instructions. He had his eyes open the whole time or mm. he kept doing this or he kept breaching the rules. It is they do, they pinpoint it. So it's not just – and the point is to let your guard down be, um, because when you're focused on job savers, you would be underground, you're focused on that job. Right, we've got a problem, everyone, let's solve it. But are we going to think about safety? Are we going to think about how am I interacting with the rest of my team? Are they respecting me or are they ignoring me? Mm. Because that's damaging also. And is not, everyone safe? And yeah. yeah. So not everyone is born to be a leader. We don't want them all to be leaders. No, because that's not going to work either. No, it's not. That's right. And we don't want everyone to be blind sheep. Yeah. Which is yeah. where the hard hat mental comes into all the culture side of things. Exactly. It's yeah. Culture is huge. And for people who are entering the mining industry, there's really nothing else to be judged on 
because you don't have the experience, mm. nothing else really to be judged on other than how are you going to fit culturally? Can we teach you? Are you coachable? Will you listen? Will you learn? Will you be compliant? Are you going to fit in with others? That's gold. That's the intro to the episode right there. Excellent. That bit, that'll be the first bit. It is. For it entry, is. For entry-level people, mm. what else do they have that they can present other than their work ethic, their attitude? Mm. You know, they don't, can't say, I've been on dump trucks, I've been on this loader, this excavator, I've done this. They don't have that. So you can else? get to a point where you do have that and then it's a different conversation That's and you don't go to those sort of sessions. No. You have an interview and you got like your skills had, and um, off you go. They had, so they changed from one contractor, was it, to another. So you had people who'd been in that role for a long time, had to mm. go and apply for all their roles again mm. to go for the new. For their own job. Their own job. On their own site but with a different company. Yep. And that, that happens quite often actually. And it cre- created a lot of resentment. Mm. So people thought, well, I've done this, I'm entitled. And I can understand that. But when you're looking at a company who, right, the mining culture can be really toxic. We need to change this. We're going to change the culture. Yes, you've got a load of experience and you can teach people pretty much anything, but you can't teach them a work ethic. You can't teach them a culture. You can teach them to drive a truck. It might be great or okay. You mm. can teach it. I'm more experienced than him. I've got 10 years on him. Mm. But you've been in the industry so long. You're uncoachable. We can't retrain you because your mindset. Yeah. So it comes real delicate. It's really well, hard. That's, a, that's, you know, like there was this one band camp. A new company came in and took over. Yeah. Couldn't change the culture, so they just shut it down and kicked everyone out. And started And started again, again with all labour hire. And that's only in the last few years. People are so into Mm. labour hire, but for these people who are groomers who want to get in, you're just going to have to do the tough tough job. Hard yards, prove yourself. They don't want to take the risk with newbies. They just don't. They'll Mm. let the labour hire do it. So when they want, because it's a constant rotation, they need to keep their balance of subcontractors and shirts, you know. Yeah. Right, we need more people. You're always going to get with whom you know. I know so-and-so, he works for Labour Hire Company. He's good. She's good. He's good. He's got a great work. work They've here. already been working here. They've mm. already, they're known to site. So there is value in Labour Hire and mm. people are so into it. I get it for that reasons, but for new people who want to get in, suck it up. Oh, my God, yeah. It's the only and way some in. Some don't. No, I don't want that. I don't want casual work. Well, fuck but, off. Keep doing your own job then. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, and then those people will come over and they'll get their shirts. Then if they can't fill them, then they'll go external. The, the hard part I'm finding is that, especially in Queensland, so, well, it's starting to change. You kind of can get a shirt with labour hire now, which is, you know, oxymoron. But at least you're getting holiday pay and sickies. And but so many places now just aren't even putting people on shirts for years, years. So people stay because they dangle the carrot we're thinking we might put some shirts on, and oh. one band camp I was at recently, they um, put, I think they put about 10 shirts on, and so there were people that had been labour hire three, four years, and they put their hand up, but they only put on digger drivers, so all the normal trucky kind of people, yeah. 
and no. that comes from way higher up. I mean, that's it way does, power and up. it's a it's a global business decision. Two more things: yeah. the difference between New South Wales and Queensland so just competencies, or like Coldwell Medical, yeah, or whatever the differences oh. are. And then a quick touch on social media, okay. and then we're pretty much done. Sorry. I reckon we've chatted for hours. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. This is gold. This is, I told you, you can go two hours. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Do, will people listen for that long? They do, like I say. They're driving just, a, if they're driving a truck for freaking 12 hours, they'll just one podcast is between first and second crib. Like, I feel like I'm a bit boring. Oh, my God, you are. I'm nearly asleep. Look at me. I'm, <laughs> I'm not up. No, yeah, this is gold. Like you are helpful. You are not boring oh, okay. at all. Everything you're sharing is gold. All right, all right. And... All right. It's helping me, and I know it's helping the people that are listening. Okay. Yeah, especially the ones who are so desperate to come in. Oh, there's yeah. some who really would do oh, anything. Are. And it's just like, I wish I could help you all. I do. I'll... That's right. But we yeah. can't. No, we can't. This is how we can. All right. Is by giving advice. them our tips. Everyone listen till the end. Oh, no. Ah. Mad Mumsy. Mad Mumsy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> Cheers, mate. No, this Cheers. is gold. No, seriously, you're not boring at all. Don't be ridiculous. All right. Um, so here, I'm, we, I, yes. we're in Sydney and which obviously is in New South Wales and yes. a lot of what I share and in my course and stuff is very Queensland specific, but I say the general bits can be, but have another drink. Um, the general parts can be used across even in WA like your general tips of general, that I share yes, yeah. um but when it comes to things like your standard 11 yeah. and your section 4 well they're Queensland right yes so, so you, you st- tell me about New South Wales specific okay so your standard 11 is your generic induction for Queensland which you don't have in New South Wales so there's no such thing there's no equivalent no equivalent no I thought equi- it would have another number no there's no other numbers I know nothing about the Western states. My years with prospect recruitment has been New South Wales this year. started with a new client in Queensland, um, and I've been on a learning curve with that. Um, so your standard, your cold medical in Queensland is called a Section 4, or this part of that, which is your chest, chest X-ray component, with the, which is a Section 4. Now, very importantly, as of the 1st of April, you cannot go and get your own First of April 2019, mm. you cannot go and get your own coal board medical. Okay, oh. so no, your employer must sign off on it. All right, you can go and get it, but you it can still go needs and, to be yeah. So if you signed go and off get on it, and they issue an interim, it's invalid. It's a waste of money, and that clinic is doing wrong by you by saying we'll give you an interim. It means nothing. Is that right? Yeah. It's just irrelevant. First of April 2019, an employer must sign off for you to get a valid. Do not bother getting a cold board medical section four in Queensland unless your employer is organising it or sign off on it. So a lot of jobs will advertise and say cold board medical or willing to, to obtain. obtain which sorry. means that you're prepared to go to the clinic, get your test X-ray done. And everything and else. Have that yeah. Or you've had one done previously and it's still in your five year yeah. expiry. In New South Wales, uh, 
1st of July 2018, it changed from an Order 41 cobalt medical to an Order 43. So it had some extra requirements. Okay, as part of that Order 43, and this is for New South Wales only, as part of that Order 43, you have to undergo a respiratory fit test in which you would wear a, a mask similar to what you would wear on site. So if you are a particular site, you wear a particular mask. Underground. You would, yep. yep. Or, you know, you know, Bogabrine site might have a different mask to Moores Creek. Yep. All right. So you would wear a mask, have your respiratory fit test. Now, some sites require you to pass that respiratory fit test. In order to pass, you need to be clean shaven. Mm. So I've spoken to a few people. I've had to book in for an order 43. I'm really sorry, but do you have a beard? Yeah, I've had it for seven years. Ooh, how do you feel about shaving it off? And they're not happy. And that's just even to go for the interview that's, process, that's get to the pass, medical. That's to pass the respiratory fit component of your order 43. Mm. So how I look at it, when legislation changed in the 1st of March 2018, coal services, which is your uh, governing body, I guess, for want of a better word, of your coal board medical, we implemented it perhaps without fine-tuning. So there was a lot of changes, three changes a week that came through. Mm. So what I started doing was telling everyone, you have to pass that respiratory fit test. Mm which means you need to be clean-shaven. While they're accepting the Order 43 results on a fail with a respiratory fit test, um, it doesn't mean that in the future coal services might decide, right, we need everyone to pass that res fit test. So, so at the moment you don't have to pass it, you but you have to do it. Some sites will want you to pass, and that's a thing. Some sites want you to pass, others don't care. So if I'm organising your medical for whoever... Whatever client, whatever site, you're going to be clean shaven. Mm. Because if coal services decide, right, oh, we've got issues, we want now everyone to pass the res fit. All these people who have previously gone through a res fit and have failed because they've had facial hair, make them redo it. That's just a workload effort. Mm. Why do it if you can do it right the first time? Yeah. I know the real miners had to shave his beard off a few times. Yeah. And but it's cool when he comes home. It's like it's like a different la, 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 la. And then he goes to work, and the last few days will be a bit of yeah. three day growth, yeah, a couple days till I see him. Yeah. And the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was weird when we were both at the same camp, and I'd see him fully clean shaven, like oh. But some sites you don't have to be. No, and that because depends. there's a big on argument the on the mask. It's all bullshit. It depends what mask. Mm. And so recently, I was speaking to a clinic. I was trying to organise one. Well, we have a mask for those who have a beard and those who don't. Oh, and it's like let's just go with no beard. I'm going to tell them they have to shave because if coal services, again, the governing body, and I think in Queensland, it's Department of Help me out. Mining and resources. My, yes, that and it? something or other are environmental. If they change their mind and decide, no, we want everyone to pass that now, it's getting everybody back. It's just, mm. yeah. I like to do things the simple way, and if that means doing the Get hard right yards in the first time to save time, well, that's just you know how I work. Yeah. Some people might like, I don't 
want to shave my beard. I've had it eleven years. Yeah. So they're the they're the differences between New South Wales and Queensland. There's so that's it. Yep. There's no generic. So there's no generic induction. No, nothing. What? And it's more site based. So depending on which site you go to, so Hunter Valley site they'll have their inductions. The Gunnedah Basin site will have their inductions. There's no generic. Whereas we have our generic, and every site has their inductions as well. As as well. So with Queensland, you've got your and surface the same, and huh? your underground. Mm. And I do, I have people asking me, you know, what's what's the best course? Where should I go? What should I do? I was like, well, what do you want? Do you think you could handle underground? It's unpleasant. It's dirty. It's hot. It's filthy. Well, your partner will know. The mm. real miner, he will know. It's, it's not an ideal working condition. So if you want to work and there's a particular reason, then do the underground generic or do the surface or if you want, do both to cover all bases. But we can't, we can't help you with that. That's that's a decision that you have to make. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so no stand eleven, and it's a what is it? No, I remember or, the number forty three. Order forty three. Order forty three. So if you've had an order forty one, it is still valid for oh, okay. the three years. Well, let's just mix it up a bit. Some sites want you to have the Order 43. Yeah. So you might have an Order 41 that still has two years left to expire. They will make you go back and do an Order 43. I have seen some places say that you have to have had your Cobalt Medical within the last two years, even though it doesn't expire, it doesn't for, expire five. for five years. And I've thought, that can't, they can't make you do that. Oh, yeah. I'm really feeling, honestly... Fairly new to the whole Queensland. Queensland. We're lucky you got mad mums. I know. I'm feeling educated <laughs> and oh informed. God. Oh, that's cold. <clears throat> that seems odd to me. Yeah. I mean, if it's valid and it is, you know, that's right. endorsed by the government, exactly. it's gone for its US second read pending, mm. you know, what Well, that's the x-ray part of well, it. Well, exactly. And it's gone for yeah. second read. Why it would need to be the last year. Yeah. So See, and know. it's only this year that they've brought it in that we have to have chest x-ray as surface. It never used to be. Oh. Only recently. This year, maybe late last year, they brought it in. Um, but to me, the cold board medical is, forget the x-ray. It's everything else. It's your hearing, it's your eyesight, it's your flexibility. It is. An, it's so your part fitness, that and then they'll be fit for work as well. Yes, which oh, is, my God, they're horrible. Yeah, <laughs> which we will call your functional assessment, which is what I'm used to. So Same thing, yes. Your, yep. That's the official word. We call, or they call it, yeah, fit for work. But, yeah, so you've got your cobalt medical, which is why on that resume some people have a cobalt and some people have recruited lately for um, in the drilling. They've got the cobalt medical but not the chest X-ray. So there's mm. either some crossover that before I've come on board. That it was only recent that you yeah, have to have the that, chest X-ray. So, so I've had to. Let's just get a whole new section for which is your whole cobalt medical. Yeah. Then there's your company specific. We want these components to be full functional. You know. Yeah. Thirty kilos, twenty kilos, fifteen kilos, mm. whatever. And Mad Mumsy has spoken about that quite a bit on the podcast, and it's in the course as well. I've not listened to it. So is that oh. negative or positive? Bit of both. More yeah. negative. Really? Well, so what are your you thoughts? know, you got to go in training for your. Fit for work. Well, I guess I was just talking about it the other night with someone. And I had to do one of the things, squat down, you know, like you're having a pee. And (laughs) 
You would have done that. You gone camping? Oh no, you're a sheriff. No, girl. I mean, <laughs> five star darling. Say you gone down next to the car. Gosh, I just I'm too lazy. Oh right, yeah. I love packed the car I loved and all that shit. As a kid, yeah. My mum and dad did everything. Honestly, first boyfriend, I was like 18, 19. I was a slow bloomer, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> went camping for the first time. It rained. We had no fly, is yeah. what we call it. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. we had the people next to us helping us out. Oh. It was a disaster. I was like, it's Well, that ruined for... it for you from the start. Well, no, I just, no, I'm too lazy. <laughs> I just... Make me You'll get on well with the real miner. That's our saying, lazy. Oh. Um, yeah, but what I had to do was squat yeah. and I had a screw and a nut. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're my new best friend. <laughs> oh, no, but this is the bullshit. I had All to right, go through. you got to listen, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. listening. Come on. So I'm squatting, <laughs> not over a mirror. I'm screwing up and undoing a nut and bolt that was for three minutes. For three minutes. And I'm, I'm squatting down and I'm going to the chick. I'm like, so why am we doing this? And she said, well, we're just doing what the client asked us to test for. I said, yeah, but what are we testing for here? She said, to see if you can bend down to do a pre-start on your machine. And I, I wanted to throw the nut and bolt at her. I said, do you know I need to get a special step because I'm short to stand on so I can do a pre-start on my truck? Because so I'm squatting down here. I didn't know because I Because everyone else has to squat I'm, down. No, because my machine's so big. But, yeah, but for everyone else, why are they expecting that? Oh, I don't that? know what that was. That's just one. Up and down ladders, checking your heart rate. Okay. And the picking up of the the heavy boxes walk out the back round the clothesline come back in put that there <laughs> on a bench that for me as a shorty was too high so by high? the time yes yeah, see oh, wait, close wait, wait, a little wait, wait, bit wait. shorter about the same close bit shorter yeah. so you are a little pocket rocker, oh. <laughs> so once we got up to about 20 kilos i said to her i'm not doing that and she said, oh, why not? I said, I am not putting my shoulder out for you. What I said, this is a truck operator. I'm not dragging dragline cables no, or we've anything. No, we've got a scale, light, medium, heavy. Yeah. So 30 kilos would be heavy. So you were talking like you're You should be doing a two-person lift if it's 30 kilos. Exactly. Which is what my point was to her. I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not putting my shoulder out for anyone. And she said, do you know what? I wish more people would speak up and say that because I can see people are struggling, yet they still do it. And I was thinking, you should tell them to stop. Um, and because it was awkward. And by then, by the time you get to the 20 kilo freaking box, you're already, you're already stuffed because you've done the five kilo lap, the 10, seven and a half, 10, 12 and a half, 15. And I, yeah, yeah. I do. I want so I, want I do the not like them. Full functional, they are full on. They, they are. Like, you got to go in training for them. Exactly. And you've got people who are going in green. They've got no idea. Yes. But so that's thing, in my course. Oh. Ah. So the other thing too is when I'm pre-screening. So it's not just greenies, but you know, qualified mm. say drillers. Is are you under a weight limit of 130 kilos? Mm, because, because of the seats. Well, it's not just that. It's the machine warranty. So if that machine breaks or there's an issue, warranties and breach, your operator was over. 
Oh. So we've had to, to climb people because they've been over. Yeah. See, we've and, had that with seat, truck seats and I know the digger seats, there was a bit of an issue mm, about the weights. And that's the thing, that's where HR benefit from outsourcing, that you tell them. Yeah, you do that. Oh, 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 God, I hate those calls. Yeah, to no. save people. And for whatever reason, I'm sorry, you, you're not successful. Why? What's the feedback? And a lot of times there's just no feedback. There's just someone better. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? At least you've rang them and told them. The amount of people that message me and say, I just never hear anything back. What am I doing wrong? And that's so hard. And I think we've covered a lot of that in this conversation. That's disheartening. Mm. So what? You don't call 800 people back, though. You can't can't call them. And so what? Do you only call back once they've got to a certain level? So how... And I can only speak for what we do yeah. and what we deliver for our clients. Mm. And sometimes it's the client who at that point will notify and it will be an email go out. Yeah. If they're applying for roles that we've advertised for a client and they're coming through our database, most of the time, and I say most because I can't say it happens all the time because mm. it is, comes down to humans ticking mm. they need a letter. When we go back to do that, it doesn't happen. That said, when we do letter, do a letter saying, sorry, you're unsuccessful, I've noticed, and please, everyone, you need to check, is your junk or your spam? Because mm. a lot of the times these are coming through the databases that we use, yeah. and ours in particular job adder, I've only found out recently, it sends all our emails to spam. Oh, right, yeah. So Which is not That's helpful. a great tip, yeah. Because You I, might actually be getting replies back. And exactly, and it's not all the time. So labour hire companies, and as I mentioned earlier, I had worked for one, and it's just the the amount of application, it's just Im- impossible. Yeah, it's huge. If you're successful, if you're uh, what they consider worthy for that role, they will be in contact. If you're hearing nothing, unfortunately, that's, that sounds terrible, Leanne. How can I edit that? No, that was great. That's honest. What? I know you're feeling for the person who's not hearing anything it is back. They're hearing nothing but at least you're explaining maybe it's a numbers it's a numbers it game. Is, it comes down to time, it's like yeah. to go so, through and go through, listen to the episode again, go through all the tips that you shared yeah. about the resume. Give it a tweak. Do it yourself, give it to your kids. Yeah, you know, you know, someone in your family who's techno. You don't yeah, have you don't to have pay to spend, out. You don't have to, but you can money. if you really want to. Yeah, but um, take those tips on board. Keep yeah. believing. Don't get disheartened. That's and, what I and say. It's, and it's persistent. You have to keep trying. Yeah, and you might not get a response back, but just keep in mind if you are successful, if you are going through, people will get in contact with you. I can tell you, if I've got people that I want, I am in contact with them. I'm calling them. Mm. Or I'm. if you're getting nothing, it's, I, I guess it's just the time, some yeah. of the times. It is. So just, many people are trying to get in. It is. Yeah. It, and that's why you want to try and stand out and do get everything that you, you said do. on your resume that number step number one go back your resume look at the tips no, that mel from prospect recruitment has shared with us um yeah, and it does it seem so oh here's one yeah. what about we spoke yeah. about this downstairs and we haven't spoken about it yet yeah. social media and your comments on your profile 
What, the negative ones? No, but what you can... Um, <coughs> the HR message. people look... Yes. Part of it, part of the screening process yeah. is looking at your social media. So I have done a post, and I did. I had a laugh with a few people on there about their their profiles or their pictures or or other comments and I have to tell you that any employer and it could be small business who get applications they will just go and put in their name to big companies who might have databases that are linked to seek we can see your social media profiles and comments that you've made on other things yes so in particular there are it's going to be horrible. There are people, there are really undesirable comments that are left in groups on Facebook that taints our opinion of you. Mm, that's perfect. And oh. you need to remember that. And that could be a reason why. If you're in there giving it to someone, especially in a mining uh, jobs group or something, not just yours. No, I've seen but in <laughs> any, there but are. in any, and there's a lot of them and other mining ones, and I see them all the time. And it's a huge thing, and I think we need to have another conversation just about this. Um, another podcast episode. Would you come back? Oh, well, I come to Queensland. Oh, we could do that, or we can just do it on phone. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. If they can see what you're commenting, and if someone's saying, how do I get a job in the mines? This is for you experienced operators. If you're commenting, oh, don't bother, it's this, that, don't work for them, they're crap, this, uh, and then you're applying for a job and the company look through Seek, they can see those sort of comments if they've got the right thing ticked and exactly. all that. So, and they are doing it. I've heard it from a lot of people. And we do. So, and, and what it, it's not just a case of snooping. It is, it is technology profiling. It is, mm. and so our database gives us the option to link your application to your social media profile. Okay, so it is. So you're on display. Uh, social media is not anonymous. You are still a person. Okay, so you have to think about if someone or a situation came up, the things that you say on social media, and for example, in this case, Facebook, would you blatantly go up to that person and say it to their face? I mean, mm. for me, this is an issue not just in terms of job seeking, but just yeah, in as, humanizing. Just as humanity, mm. why? Why do we need the negativity? Why do we need these? Why does everyone need to express their opinion? Um, that's just my being. Yeah, like no, I agree. I, I just I, I don't agree. like the negativity. I don't like people bad-mouthing each other. It just really... It's just wrong. It just really bugs me. But have a clean social media profile, okay? Because if just think about your interview... Just imagine if that employer or that interview handed you, here's your social media profile, print it out, let's go through this. How would you feel? Are you comfortable with that? Yeah. And that's exactly what is people think Mm. that they're anonymous Mm. and they can say what they want. And there is that degree of that and people will be negative. But 
for me personally, when I'm looking for people, for a role that I don't want to advertise for many reasons, and I will, uh, I guess you call it a search and selection type of aspect of recruitment, that I will want to go and tap people on the shoulder. I, I do. I will overlook those who are negative, who criticize others, who badmouth current or past employers because to me that gives a real sense of how do you really feel about things that's a personality insight that's i that's it I, and that's your how you're going to contribute to the culture of the business and that's not in a good way like yeah yeah so that's a really important thing to think of guys is is social media yeah, it's, it's really important and mm. it can be as simple as we can see a list of applications and we can see your profile and click a button. It's not, you're not so hidden um, that, you know, we have to go and search for people. It is there. We get a list of applications for a role. We can select headers for phone numbers, location, this, so we can filter and there's a social media button. Yeah. Do we link see, it? And- Do we want to look? And from that, we can see comments you've made, posts you've made. If you if you wish to continue in in that manner, keep it private so that we can't see it. We don't know then. Mm. I guess is all I can offer. Yeah, we'll have another profile with a different name that isn't your name. Yep, and link. But then, but link to a different email address too. Ah, so it comes up from so your email. So it comes up via your email address. So you've applied. Yeah. If you've got a social media profile linked to that email, that's how That's it how it is. Oh, there you go. There's a hot tip. Well, I think that was pretty much everything we wanted to cover. Do you know, the only thing we haven't covered is the start, and I told you sometimes right, the first so we'll question is we'll that we'll then. We'll no, we're not going back. This will be at the end. So oh, I've done this before. I did okay, this with some. Um, the, what's the. Intro. All right, you ready? This is I'll make an intro out of all of that because we went straight to that resume. We did. We, we did. It was off the cuff. And then we yes. Yeah. So, as this podcast is called the Beers with the Minor Podcast, I like to start these happy hour episodes and sometimes finish them <laughs> with my guests sharing their favourite beverage and also their favourite time to enjoy it. It could be beer, wine, spirit, or perhaps even a cup of tea. What is yours? Red and white wine, but like one in each hand. Well, <coughs> of course, there's no rules. When you said one in each hand, like I didn't realise. Red and a white at the same time. Well, that cool. depends on the season. So tell me about that. Well, if it's really hot, I like a chilled wine. Yeah, if it's cold like today. I'll have a red. So everyone, I have a Shiraz. Today, a Shiraz, a Shiraz, with a and, beer chaser, but it's a, a beer chaser in the other hands. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I got up to get one. Yeah. Oh my god! But this is, is a Queenslander Forex Gold. Yes, so. and that's because I bought you it. Have half of yeah, that's fine. Oh, that's awesome. Um, we've covered everything that I wanted. To- um, the other thing with email addresses, can you please have? Um, People be aware not to have email addresses such as fuck you 69ers or yes! something. <laughs> I was trying to think of that. Something. is who I got. That is in my course. Because yeah, my sister taught me that one. I cannot tell you how many times I've spoken to people. Now, I need to send you some information. Can I confirm your email address is...
happening. An inappropriate email address that you would be embarrassed by if someone was to, in an open forum, say, does anybody have this email address? And you'd be embarrassed. Yeah. You know, you're judging a book by its cover. And now we have to make that book and the cover perfect yes. because of what you have taught us. That's but please awesome. don't put pictures of dump trucks on your resume. Don't do that. I don't do that. I, I so did I that once. So I can't tell you how many applications I had it as have. a background. Do you? A lot of those 20 years ago okay. probably. So I get – I have Please excuse me. I'm current sorry. job I had out for I need a, a experienced drill fitter. Been on the Atlas Copco, Pip Vibers, etc. It's got their S123. I've got people who've worked at IGA who've applied for that role. I'm not qualified, but I'm a quick learner. Mm. Mm. And, and they picture. needed all of those things, and they yep. and they've got a picture of dump trucks because that's what they they it's want. Like their vision board. <laughs> yep. Don't put your vision board on your resume. Yep. That's a good, but. Do have a vision board and print it off and put it in your bathroom when you brush your teeth if you really want to do that. Or on the fridge. Or on the fridge or somewhere (laughs) when you get your next beer. (laughs) Ah, that's gold. All right, finally, Mm -hmm. to close this off, um, what is your special place, Mel, when life turns to shit? What is it that you personally do to handle the tough times? My special place? Um... I don't like the beach, so anything, um, anywhere, mountains, paddocks, farmlands, greenery, trees. Yep. Um, oh, I feel at peace. Beautiful. Yep. That sounds awesome. So uh, what's the best place that people can get in touch with you? Oh, what do they have to? <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave links in the show notes, which can be found at madmumsy.com forward slash. Beer 60. Send yeah. all your resumes to Mel at... <laughs> please no, don't. Please don't. I wouldn't but get to any th- work. But to thank I you. Get any but um, to thank you for such an awesome interview. Okay, well, they can find me on Facebook at Melissa with two L's, one S, Prospect. Perfect. But, um, Madam Mums, you'll put the links up for you. You can in find me. Notes. I post yep. a lot. Yeah, and there's gold in there. You've got to follow her for sure. That's how I got to meet her. I kept stalking yeah. around. I was like, can I use this? Excellent. Okay, we're going to go now because the real mind is home. He's you been out for hours. We're going to have a drink. And we're going to have a drink because we haven't had one for ages. I've ran out. Did you bring beer? No. Oh, back to Woolies. All right. Okay, well, thanks, Mel. It's no, been gold. Awesome. Thank you so much thank for you. having me. Thank you. Oh, Bye. Thanks. Bye. 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 Oh, look, the is on your podcast. <laughs> I'm going to have them again. That's Dave. So there you go. You're, you're still with me. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. It was freaking amazing time. And did you hear the real minor? Hashtag real minor. Remember all the links... No, I have to say more than just my standard outro. I know you've been listening for a long time, but I really, really think that the things that Mel shared with us will help many people tweak their resumes, 
help with interviews and all of the things that we talked about. And what I like the most, I think, is just how passionate and thoughtful Mel was at times. She's like, oh, no, 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 I can't say that. But to me, it shows her passion because she cares so much about the people. And that's what you want from the people you're working with, your labour hire company, your everyone. That's what we all want. We want to feel like people, not numbers. Yes, she has to go through thousands at times, resumes. But by sharing the tips, hopefully you will stand out. But what I really found refreshing is how concerned she was about each of the the people, the person behind the resume. And I'd love to get back to them, but they've got the wrong phone number or all of those sort of things. So be sure to head to the show notes, which can be found at madmumsy.com forward slash beers60, the number 60. And all the links will be there. Follow Mel on Facebook, Mel Prospect and Prospect Recruitment. And especially if you're down in New South Wales, although they are branching out here in Queensland, and who knows where they will end up. But I hope that you too can find a recruiter who cares about you as much as I know Mel cares about us. Oh, and P.S., if anyone you know asks, how do I get a job in the mines, send them my way, madmumsy.com, M-U-M-Z-I-E. Thank you so much for listening and please share with your mates. Until next week, stay safe, be real, be special and have fun for we only live once. Cheers. Yay. Yay. Two hours. Longest one ever. Maybe not. (laughs) Okay, shut up. Bye.